to sell some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club. <laughs> <laughs> What? What now? Work. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV episode 22. Why I stole are you your thunder. I stole 22. it. I stole it. Um, Me too. I'm Jason too Walker, as too always. <laughs> my beautiful co-host, Scott Johansson. Yeah. Who's up my ass today for some reason. <laughs> if I was up your ass, you would feel it. Doubtful. Anyway, uh, how are you, Scott? I'm in rare form, apparently. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Something I have a bad feeling about this already from the beginning, but we'll see. We have a treat of an episode, I think, for everyone. Today. We sure do. I really, I honestly, I think, I think between AFM last one and Tony Cipriano this one, uh, there's some really good stuff in here. And the interview is kind of long, so we are going to kind of shorten up a little bit and move a little quicker. And wrap in kids, but you know what? We always say that every episode and it, <laughs> it doesn't work. So, um, yeah, we're in for a long one. So real, real quick, right off the bat, we're going to do our giveaway. Just get it done and over with. So the first thing we're going to do first giveaway is the Jaeger, uh, Jaeger army card. All right. Are we Jaeger ready? Army card. Jaeger okay. army card. I should hold it up. You get your the winner is we have. Remember, we have one more Jaeger army card after this one to give away. Um, what does the Jaeger Army card get you, Scott? It gets you in the Jaeger Army. What does that do? Look private. No, it gets you. <laughs> it, it gets you um the ability to any Jaeger Army exclusives. So far, there have been two. I believe the third one is in the works. And for the life of me, I think they announced it. And I can't remember, <laughs> so I apologize. But um, I told you, rare form, rare form. But it's coming. Yeah. And anyway, so uh, you have the two right now: the Black Cat bust and the Jack Palance Dracula bust. And you can only buy these if you are in the Jaeger Army. So, so here we go. Here we go. Looking, looking, looking. And you don't have to be on Facebook's Jaeger Army group. Um, as long as you hear about it, you can contact them and still buy kits. You don't have to be on their group. Who do we got? Mike McDonald. Mike McDonald. 387-046. Mike McDonald. So we'll get that Jaeger Army card out to you. And again, anyone else, we have one more to give away. So if you have not entered yet, we're keeping all your names in there. And we will draw next episode. And if you want to get back in there or get in there and you haven't yet, you have time. So send an email to modelclubtv at gmail.com. And I pushed my button, so it worked. And I, and I knew you were, so that's why I was pointing down. You got to point on an angle. Oh. Sort of. Nope, the other way. The other way. There you go. Yep, that worked. <laughs> but I don't have it up right now. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait a minute. Ask me about Pestilence Labs. Yeah, in a minute. All right, Pestilence Labs. What, what do you know about Pestilence Labs? Uh, uh, Pestilence Labs, watch this. Remember, I've been talking about this for a while. So if I push, wait, let me go back. If I push this button, oh, can you see it? Oh, you can't. It does this. And you can't see it, but it's a Pestilence Labs button that says Fighting Mark Worthling on Facebook. Oh, I wish you could see the little screen. Anyway, Mark, there you go. 
you got your button, and congratulations. I don't even have a button. I, you do have contact info? SRJ823 at AOL.com. Oh, boy. Please send him some horrible stuff. Okay. And <laughs> our next giveaway. Our next giveaway is speaking the Kong of head. Pestilence Labs. Yeah, speaking of Pestilence Kong head. Wait, let me do it again. Pestilence Labs. It is the Kong replacement head. Here we go. John Baxter. 387-042. John Baxter. Got the Kong head. Congratulations. And check out Pestilence Labs for the Kong head. Yes. And also uh, check out Pestilence Labs for their next uh, Kong. Lots of accessory that's coming. So as far as other giveaways, we're kind of in a a mail issue right now. Uh, I know that CG blade has a kit coming to give away uh, crimson. I was hoping it would be here before we recorded this episode and Kendall Conniff has some stuff he's sending too. I think it's going to come this week. We just had to record today. So next episode, we'll probably have two more things to give away. So congratulations everybody. wanted to. And we'll what? Sorry. We have a giveaway this episode. Scott, you want to tell everybody what they can get? Yes. We have a uh, nice small little bust here. And I'm going to put it up, but I also have a picture we can put it up. Uh, Sheer Terror Society. Nice. Sculpted by Garage Kit veteran William Paquette. And now being um, cast and produced by Paul Gill. And this little bust um, is our newest giveaway. And there's a picture of a painted one that we'll put up as well. So um, if you would like to be part of this giveaway, email us at modelclubtv at gmail.com down there. I mean, okay. <laughs> and uh, Sheer Terror. Yeah, Sheer Terror and Society. That's awesome. I, I'm really glad to see William's stuff coming out. Um, and um, when we get into news and reviews, we'll talk about some more stuff um and then this little beauty is available for purchase too for 25 dollars plus shipping and handling get a hold of paul gill um and there's also a facebook group son of sheer terror society and uh you can join that as well yep and we'll put all that information down below so all right and uh thanks again to paul gill and william paquette for um donating to our little uh yeah that's awesome that's a really cool piece um in the email just put uh terror in the subject line okay terror, and that will uh let me see in the thousands of emails i get the one zillion i get none yeah you know i we gotta work on that I'll, i'll figure that out so that's our giveaways let's move it right along and i know we again we're trying to move fast but i don't want to really before we move along Oh, here I we go. Harry and Dave for coming on last week and um, making that help making that our most watched episode yeah. what of the all heck? time. It's like crazy amount of views. <laughs> what the heck? The it's going to give Terry a big head as always, too. Yeah, I know. I know. But anyway, um, Jeff Yeager on again um, to see if we can't uh, knock those guys out of the lead again. But, yeah, uh, wow. It was I'm blown away by the support that episode got. So we're you know, <laughs> I, 
I'm surprised two people watch this dumb thing we do. So thank you. And thank you to Terry and Dave for coming on. And we got more of this stuff coming. Today's, today's interview, I think, is really cool. Tony Cipriano. It, I, we recorded it a couple days ago. I wore the same shirt for continuity. Did you? I had no idea what I wore and didn't care. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. When <laughs> it was daylight when we recorded the goddamn thing. Who cares? <laughs> so. All right. Moving on to news and reviews. I think there's a thing now. I do I have one of those? I think I do. Okay. I honestly the reason Scott I was late, 10 minutes late, is I was finishing watching Invincible. I finished the season. I've been begging you to watch this show, and I'm begging everyone to watch Invincible on Amazon Prime. Um it's another superhero thing, which I was like, ugh, another superhero thing. But it's done by Robert Kirkman, who did Walking Dead comic, and it was a comic before. And I put the first episode on thinking it was going to be really dumb. And the first 75% of it was really dumb. And I was like, this is terrible. Why am I watching it? And then the last 25% was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life in cartoon form. And I've seen a lot of nutty cartoons. Um, there is, and having just watched the last episode, there is no way this could be done in live action. It would be rated triple X ridiculous. I, I for people who have seen it and watched this season, ridiculous. The, I'm the, the, there's some of the bloodiest stuff I've ever seen in my life. And you know me and bloody stuff. I've seen, I've seen some things and it's. Yes, you have. There was one. Oh my God. I want to talk about it so bad, but it's so new. We're going to have to come back to this in a month or two after you finish watching it and do a spoiler alert thing, because. Wow. The, I, what I just watched 20 minutes ago was insane. And I really liked it and it got so much better. It's like, so let me explain. It's like a Saturday morning cartoon superhero show. That's ultra violent and done in the same kind of style, kind of goofy, kind of like just your not wonderful, amazing animation, I think on purpose. So it looks like that, but everyone please watch invisible, invisible, invincible. It is really good. Put up with those first 20 minutes because it's going to kick you in the ass at the end. It's really good, really good, really good. Anyway, that's our movie corner. Scott, did you see anything? Is it really good? Yeah. Did you see anything? I've seen nothing. What's going on? Do you need a therapist today or something? (laughs) You're going to need an ER doctor. (laughs) I can tell you that. All right. Um, No, I've just been, you know, busy recovering from cancer and all that. But don't worry about me. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, cancer, whatever. No, I just been uh, really haven't watched much TV. If I do, it's like mindless reruns and stuff. So, well, please, I'm begging you, watch this show. Just watch okay. It. Just I'll watch do it. it right now. Okay. I'll tell you what, I'll do it right now. Goodbye, everybody. All right. See you. I'll do the rest. <laughs> Tony Cipriano, everyone. Okay. On to some stuff. Uh, news. We have a news information. It's rare that we have a news thing. Kit Builders, sure. Norbert, Resin Maniacs. Norbert. Out of left field. Like, wow. Tell everybody what they've 
what what happened? Tell them what they won. Um, I guess Norbert has a resin maniac, so I don't know if it's Norbert by himself, have purchased kit builders and I guess uh, are gonna start doing a magazine. That's very cool. So, so I very you know what? I think we should probably get Norbert on and have him talk about it, see what his plans are. He also said he's gonna do more YouTube stuff. That'd be great to have more people around. But yeah, that's very cool. I'm glad that someone rescued the magazine. I hope they do something really cool with it. And let's see. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. So it's exciting. It, it was just totally surprising. So Norbert, good luck. On to kit news. Kit news. Kit news that we saw. Uh, this is the Ozzy Osbourne, Bark at the Moon. I am on a list, apparently. Uh, number three, I hope. I really like this kit, and I can't wait to have it. I think I talked about it before, or maybe not, but I love this kit and I can't wait to get it. So I'm on the list. This is from Dale Mattingly and it's been kind of floating around on the, on the boards for a little while of the progress and it's out. Uh, I think they're having some new castings done. So uh, if you search on the boards or look up Dale Mattingly, I think you'll be able to find it. Um, I'll put a link in the description down here to him or somewhere where you can get a hold of that but this is Ozzy Osbourne for the Bark at the Moon cover and I think it's just really well done and I'm surprised it took so long for someone to do that kit and that's it. I suppose I shouldn't alienate most of our listeners and tell them how I hate Ozzy Osbourne huh? Nah go ahead I Oh no I don't hate Ozzy Osbourne hold on I, uh, Wait hold on. hold on I said the Beatles suck right and people have you know, never heard the end of it I, I don't Osbourne, hate Ozzy I Osbourne I don't like his music I loved Ozzy Osbourne in junior high, but I think um, he's just okay now. That first season of the Osbournes, that was hilarious. So, yeah. um, but I mean, Bark at the Moon is a great album and Diary of a Mad, like that stuff's it's good, but yeah, it's an acquired taste. His voice isn't for everyone. Uh, but that where he's dressed up as a werewolf on the cover is a really cool werewolf. So check it out. Next we have from monster in the woods, uh, curse of the werewolf. I saw finally. I think you had mentioned this to me, but it was the first time I had seen it. I think that's a pretty cool bust by Joe Simon. Um, is it one one? Yes, yes. So it's going to be a monster. Yeah, it it looks big, which is cool. I remember I painted one of the big heads of those, and that was a big monster too. But this looks a little heftier, which is kind of nice. Yeah, it's no, it's a nice piece. Get a hold of John Deary. I don't know when he's going to start. I know it still has to be molded, so. Um, but there it is. Yeah. Curse of the Werewolf. All right, on to the go-kart. What's that? As everyone knows, well, you probably don't. Um, years ago when Polar Lights was doing all their reissues, um, of course, everyone wanted the Godzilla's go-kart. Why? Because it's the rarest plastic model kit of all time. Really? Not just Aurora. It's probably one of the rarest plastic model kits of all time. Okay. And at the time, they couldn't get Toho to license it. I so what they did why. is they took the fins off the back of the box art and just called it the go-kart. However, they received a and d anyway. So <laughs> um, they weren't out very long, and they got pulled. And they actually... For a Polar Lights kit, at one point, I saw them going for over $100 a piece. So 
Fast forward now here to 2021. And Polar Lights Round 2 has now gotten the blessing of Toho, apparently. And they are re-releasing this kit with the original box art intact, including the Aurora logo. And um, I think the pre-order price there at Cult TV Man is $29.99. And it's coming. But that's really cool news. Uh, for those that always wanted the box art and, you know, for it to say Godzilla. And... What year did that originally come out? The original, the original Godzilla's go kart. Yeah, yeah. Sixty-six, I believe. Okay. So. All right. And in all the years I've been around, I think I've seen two for sale. So it's and the last one went on eBay for over ten thousand dollars. Yes, ten thousand dollars for that. For the original Godzilla's go kart, yes. I speaking of alienating people, I don't like the go kart kit. I think they're dumb and I don't understand. But you know, I thought this was the best of the lot, actually. This one was kind of cool, um, compared to the other ones. And I've built the Godzilla one and I built a mummy and a I think and a and the Frankenstein and a Dracula. And I just I don't get it. Maybe it's just me. I don't well, know. Well, at the time they were trying to, the weirdos were out. Yeah, I know. And the rat finks were out, so they were trying to cash in on that. Yeah. And, um, all their hot rod kits were only out for a short period of time because they didn't sell. So, yeah. I don't even ever remember seeing these in stores. The first time I saw them was in a Famous Monsters ad. And I was like blown away that they existed because I had never heard of them. Mm. And by then they were outdated. They were gone. You know, they were almost 10 years old at that point. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that is cool news for those people that like that weird stuff. Oh, I got the yawn. I got the yawns tonight. And the bitches. Uh, (laughs) Slide (sighs) Yeah. Uh, the next thing is a um, our friend Charlie Robson, who we have to mention again. Um, Paul Gill has the molds, or has the piece, and has begun the molding process for the Superman project. And there you can see the start of the head clay up there. Oh, cool. Yep. So that's coming. Excellent. Good job, Charlie. Um, and a you correction made from part? last episode, right. I said 225 The price is 200 Nice. But again, the initial list is sold through but contact charlie if you want to be in on a possible second run so and then the next thing uh i saw is uh john dennett um part of his bus series here is uh sam spade humphrey bogart and i have one on the way so hopefully next um episode i'll be able to hold it in my hand and review it but um john's another guy we want to get on here yeah and um I haven't approached him yet, but I always bug him all the time, so he might not come on. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, that's coming for me just because that's I'm a classic Hollywood guy, and uh, there we go. All right, and the mummy. So unbeknownst to me, I, I should say unbeknownst to me because I don't, I wasn't paying attention. The initial run of these has sold through at seventy five. Okay, 
he's he's got 75. So he's starting a list for a second run, but it's probably going to have to be Hold remolded. Huh? 75? 75. Yep. 70. Casting all that stuff 75 times. Yeah. And so Troy has. <laughs> Troy has sorry, started. Troy. A, sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> well, Troy's not doing the casting, okay, so he's casting? laughing too. I'm not sure. I who's the poor bastard? I don't know. Well, Paul Gill was the poor bastard that oh, had the moment man. at all. But oh. um, so Troy started a list for his second run. If he gets 25, he will do a second run. It's at 14 now. So okay, Shadow Creations with a K. Shadow yeah, we'll put creations. that down there too and um i'm gonna make buttons for everybody i'm saying that yeah we'll get a list going or he's got a list going for that but i think he needs like 11 more okay so there you go and what would it christ uh, this show is so boring i don't know people watch it up next we have from jeff yeager cast by paul gill uh, they're calling this one Foul Stench, and I think we all know who this is. And um, it's uh, Peter Cushing, and uh, you know it'd be a nice, you know, you have the Grimsdyke and you have the um, Van Helsing that Paul mm-hmm. puts. So this would be a nice three-piece, you know, iconic. That's yeah, that's a good idea. Peter Cushing uh, tribute piece shelf area, and um, so this is available limited. Uh, edition it's 80 dollars plus shipping and handling uh get a hold of jeff or paul gill uh for ordering info and we'll put uh jeff's email up here too for this so and then we're going to talk about i already mentioned the son of the sheer terror society facebook group bill paquette and uh paul gill are the mods there and i think they're just you know talking about the stuff um and as we talked about before, some of the reissues, uh, the sculpts by uh, William Peckett. And the first one that Paul is going to issue, reissue, I should say, is the Shockwave Zombie. And he is quarter scale, and he will be $100 plus shipping and handling. Very cool. I, I really like William Paquette's style and his sculpture. So that's really good mm-hmm. to see these coming back. Um, Thanks to both of them, to Paul and William for putting these back out. It's I think a lot of people missed them kind of the first time around and to <laughs> have the exposure. I think now I think there's an audience there for that stuff. And I, I wish them all the luck because these are I, I, I truly love his style. And it's just one of those things yeah. hits me in the right spot. Like the Godzilla go-kart doesn't these do. Again, I want to just say thanks to Bill and Paul for donating this bust. Yeah. Um, that was also available for $25 plus shipping and handling through Paul Gill. And um, don't forget our giveaway email. Oh, the other finger, the other, other direction. Yeah, yeah. Email here, <laughs> um, subject line terror, and you'll yeah. get entered to cool. uh, win this, this little jobber here. Our good friend, Mark Worthling. Ah, <laughs> uh, that button. Uh, um, what's he got here for us? He has uh, for the upcoming King Kong um, re-release from Atlantis, and/or if you're restoring an old Aurora monogram, whatever 
is out there is this uh, by Joe Simon, this Fay Ray figure. And as you can see, this is going to come in a few parts, digitally sculpted. It is, I think, two and a half inches tall, Mark said. And really nice add-on to the King Kong and um, to go with the, the head. And um, it's, uh, I'm not sure what the price will be, but I know the sculpt's just about done, or if it's not done. And anybody that's ever built this original kit, this is better than the ice cream cone head um, <laughs> that that it comes with. And the cool thing about this is it's going to come in two parts. I don't know whose idea that was. Do you, Mark? Um, so that you can build the Kong because it, it, anybody that's ever built this kit knows that. Uh -huh. So this is the way the hand kind of is, right? Photoshop, so whole... Photoshop opportunity. Photoshop opportunity. Yeah, Photoshop. So um, anyway, but so in order to build this, you would have to put her in and then build the two halves of the arm. So this way you'll be able to, for those that like to, uh, you know, seam their models and you could put the hand together in the arm and then she will go in in two pieces and cool. you won't have to. Uh, that looks really good. I, the dress looks awesome. So. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, that's coming from Mark. And also, uh, I talked to Mark today. Those of you waiting on the witch, he said he picked up the uh, factory sample today. And it's beautiful. There's a couple things they have to tweak, but that's why they get a factory sample. And um, it's coming. so that project is yeah. moving along. That's yeah, that be thing cool. is moving along. So I feel kind of like... That would be like a duo, a yeah. duo Pestilence Labs... Um, review because you'll have one and i'll have one yeah uh-huh so that'll be kind of cool that so might be the anyway. first time we've ever bought a kit at the same time of the same thing <laughs> yeah because i'm not buying a cup of noodles no so. anyway that's yeah, from that's Mark. cool good job okay and um that's all i have yeah there's um, not a lot this week we uh oh we have a little ad for tony cipriano though i want to talk about here uh you're the cartoon kit guy and it looks like you're going to be in heaven after our interview, um, there's a lot that might be coming. And it kind of depends on how these do for him. So do you want to explain how he's going to do these? So Tony is going to start out by printing these himself. So they're going to be a print-to-order thing. And you're going to find out why he's printing himself during the interview. Yeah, you're gonna, we're going to go into all that yeah. in our interview. Um. So this is an 11 inch tall uh, space ghost and digitally sculpted by Tony. And um, it's going to be available. Um, Tony's only shipping to the lower 48 because he doesn't want to deal with craziness. Um, you know, I, uh, if there's anybody that wants to buy something from him that is overseas I, I, and I'm going to kill myself for this, get a hold of me. Okay. And I'll see if I can't, make that happen for you. Um, oh, hey, look have, at you. Probably Tony send it to me and I'll send it to you. Um, as long as you want to pay for armor. shipping. Well, I want, I want Tony to keep doing this. Yep. Tony will also paint it for you and uh, ship it to you for three twenty five if you just want to paint it one. And if Space Ghost, after Space Ghost, um, we're going to try Underdog. And you and I Yeah, we saw, saw it. Yeah. And it's amazing. 
And after that, uh, maybe Mighty Mouse and some of the other stuff that you're going to see in some of the photos that we have coming up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, Tony, I, this is going to be cool if, if, if this takes off. So support. Well, I'm going to be in heaven. Yeah, you obviously, will. because there's a lot of stuff that's on my list. That And the thing is, too, and he, you know, he, he didn't do this. He wants to see how this goes. But this could turn into because these are digital. OK. Um, he wanted the space ghost to be a little taller, but that's as big as his printer will um, yeah. go. But, you know, he does have the ability to make them smaller, you know, or maybe some of them bigger. So, you know, there's a lot, you know, again, this opens the door with the digital thing. A lot of things you can do. And, um, you know, the downfall of it is they take a long time to print, you know, but the upside is you don't have to mold them and you hit a button and you walk away and go to bed and in the morning it's there. So um, I really want this to work out for him. Uh, he's a good guy. I've met him a couple times, but the couple hours we spent with him uh, a couple Saturdays ago, and and Tony has his um, digital sculpting class, which you'll hear us talk about. And um, I've watched about half of them, and I think I can do it now. So you know, it, it's <laughs> now I probably can't, but no, I I'm think sure I, you could actually. Like, but um, he showed us a lot of stuff. We're even going to have a little video demo. Mm-hmm. Where he's going to show us a little bit of the program, and this program's available for ten. Nothing major because of the way the technology yeah. is working that day, but just just yeah. for people who have not no idea how ZBrush works, you'll kind of get an idea of of right. the program just to see what it. And if like. not, spend the ten bucks and go buy the videos just to watch yep. them because they're yep. it's a, it's so cool watching it. So yeah, and you know what I think, and I, if William is watching this or if Jeff is watching this, Jeff Yeager, anybody, William, I think doing classes like this from every different sculptor is a amazing idea. And Mm -hmm. just to get the different styles and the different techniques that everybody uses. And then you're kind of grabbing from everywhere and not everyone likes to teach. So it's, you know, who knows, but I think if other people did out little demo videos like that and sold them, I think it would, it would be really cool to see. And I also want to link the, um, I sent you the link, I think of the monster model review that Rob Madison did. Yeah, we'll, we'll Terry Webb. That. Terry interviewed Tony at Wonderfest like three or four years ago. And Tony said, I will never, <laughs> never get away from clay. And here he is. Um, yeah, he'll explain that whole story too. It's a great interview. Yeah, it's really good. Is. So, anyway, um, some good stuff coming from Tony there. Yeah. And hopefully more. So, uh, there you go. The last thing I wanted to share here in news and reviews it's once in a while we just show a kit that we find. Um, our good friend Kendall Conniff, who won both giveaways last week. Um, and I have some email stuff later in the episode too. Um, this is his Aurora Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, this thing is really, really cool. Uh I was blown away. It's I'm gonna put more of these pictures in the gallery at the end of the episode. Uh the detail that he plowed into this is just it's nuts. And mm-hmm. Between him and Rob Madison and Rob's kits that he's been doing, these would have been perfect for Model Club, the contest that we have been doing, I think, because there is some really cool stuff in this piece. And good job, Kendall. Like, bravo. And That's a Kendall's cool the guy that did the 
Land of the Giant Snake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For those who remember us showing that. And uh, didn't he also do, was he the one that did the Angel Fink with the Nitro with the yep. Fiber Rocket? Yep. We've been yeah. sharing some of his work here and there. He's, um, he, he felt, like, not, I don't know if he felt guilty, but he was wanted to give it back to the show. So he's given us some stuff to give away in the next episode. It it's, should be coming. This is one of the things I was talking about. It should be coming this week, but we'll have to wait till the next episode. Um, and we'll get there. And I have a picture to share later. So that's news and reviews. Um, the workbench. Scott. Yeah. What'd you do? What'd you make? What'd you build? Um, well, you know, some of the stuff that I bought while we went to the hobby store, oh, I didn't buy anything when we went, did I? No, no I had some stuff that I bought it. Um, I carried it up there. Yeah. So I, I went ahead and did a workbench thing for you. You sure did. Th- this is a picture of what exactly, Scott? This is the resin vinyl hoard. <laughs> so I, when I was at Scott's house for the, <laughs> for the trip, where you went on, uh, I took a picture of his shelves of just his kits. And I, organizing is as much as building a kit sometimes and putting that all the way neatly. I just thought everybody should see. Wait, it sure looks better in the photo than it does when you're down there. <laughs> I know. But well done organizing. Good job. And and uh, I'll give that Godzilla away before you ever see it. You understand me? Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. That's mine. I already have a deal with your uh, stepkids and wife. Seriously, you haven't built anything? Haven't done anything? Nothing? No. I haven't even gotten anything in the mail other than I had ordered a second black cat bust. Um, so I got that and this sheer terror society, um, bust that Paul sent us. And, uh, other than that, I've gotten nothing in the mail since the last episode. Even I have an announcement. I took the plunge and got a 3d printer and a 3d, uh, resin washing machine thing too. So, I ended up getting an Elegoo Saturn. I have not touched it yet. Well, I have touched it. Um, I'll explain that in a second. And I got a Anycubic washing station, the Anycubic Plus. Charlie Robson walked me through the washing station, and we were chatting back and forth with the printers. Um, I just happened to check uh, on Saturns on Amazon, and they were in stock, and I grabbed it right away. And by the time I told you about it in that afternoon, they were gone. So... Um, I have not used it yet because I am waiting for a part to come in the mail. I ordered uh, the flex plate, so it's easier to remove things. I'm waiting for that to come. And I ordered a screen protector for it, which I installed yesterday when that came. So I'm really excited. That's going to be pretty fun to walk. I got the bug, though. I kind of want to buy one of those FDM ones now. The normal, like, not resin. Oh, filament ones. ones? Yeah, I kind of want to get one of those to build paint holders. <laughs> that's all i want to do with it um yeah but buy a hold saw and some wood and make your own yeah but that's i do have a saw i could do it um but yeah i'm i have a i'm a 3d printer owner now which is kind of cool and it's it's nervous like i i'm afraid to even there's, there's a place on there selling it for 645 today ah but I've been looking every yeah, day. I, would, I, ch- some, I was following a couple groups and they said every day some will come in stock. So just keep, there's an app you can get that, that's like stock alerts and stuff. Does it? So yeah. Um, and then again, workbench, what I've been doing is building miniatures. This painting area looks the same because I haven't painted anything. Um, but I did share 
the finished bar pictures here. And this is even, if you're following me on Facebook, I, these are different than those. Uh, this is the finished bar after the jar of alcohol octopus tentacle incident. Um, and I included a picture of the shelf with the lights, with my dead animals. Some of them. I moved some other ones. There's not as many up there anymore. And that's my bar. And I got a picture framed of the patron saint, patron saint, Mr. Leahy from, from Trailer Park Boys behind the bar now, which really. I thought that was your dad or something, maybe. I didn't know. I, you know. you got to watch Trailer Park Boys. You'll totally understand. <laughs> the greatest show ever. Um, but that's Mr. Leahy. Anyway, that's the workbench. Uh, built redoing that bar took a lot of time out of me. And now that that's done, I'll be able to move on. Let's hope so. Dude, he's uh, what's gotten into you today, man. Got an attitude. (laughs) Yeah. Mr. Attitude. That's me. All right. Our interview with Tony Cipriano. Uh, again, we were just talking it up a couple minutes ago. Tony was amazing that day. And, was a champ. He installed Zoom specifically for us and it went well. And I really hope people, you know, after this buy his class. It's $10. At the time it is. I I think it still is. Um get his class, take it, support him, buy his kits. He's a good guy, a really good guy and even though he is from like New York and New Jersey, one of those. Yeah, and he uh, thought we were <laughs> Yeah, he thought we were part of that crew. How is that possible? I don't talk like that. I talk like I'm from Chicago. So please. Oh, and I, in the beginning here, I put a little slideshow of his work instead of sticking it at the end. So enjoy the interview with Tony Cipriano. everybody we are back and we are here with tony cipriano or as rainer rainer engel would say tony cipriano but he's yes he's right he's right that's how you're supposed to say it is it really yeah my so we're Italian all wrong? well in 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 italy the ci my italian teacher in high school i didn't even know this i'm not like right off the boat i'm, I'm second generation <laughs> but my my italian teacher used to call me chip and I was like, what are you calling me chip for? You go, C-I is ch. It's the ch sound, but whatever. You could call me sip. That's what all my friends called me growing up was sip, C-I-P. All right. Good to know. Well, Rainer's right about many things, so he was right about that as well. Um, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. 
uh, where are you living these days? Where are you in the States? Where, where would people find you? Um, I just moved back. Actually, I, I, I'm in the basement now. I got boxes everywhere. Uh, we were in Florida for five years and we just got back up to New York. But now that the virus is kind of subsiding a little bit, we don't know. We don't know what's going on. I think uh, I, I was working at Universal full time. I was working for Disney for a couple of years and then at Universal for, for a little over a year. And then when the virus hit, they fired everybody. They just laid off like thousands of people. So we could have probably stuck it out and stayed down there, but my kids were missing their friends and we had family up here. So we said, let's just go back to New York until we didn't know. We still don't know what's going on. So we may go back someday, but. Are you the only people that moved from Florida back to New York? Like, was the traffic really easy going that way? Yeah, it's, it's, it's stupid. It was a stupid move. I think we were pretty, we were get, getting settled in down there and that's where all the work is for me. I was yeah. with Disney Imagineering and with Universal. Universal's building, I don't know if you heard, four new theme parks. No. But yeah, they're building, uh, it's called Epic Universe. So they're building four new lands and that's what I was working on. I was working on, I'm not wow. supposed to talk about it. So okay, like, I got really, you. I was just going to ask that. Okay. We probably shouldn't talk about it. But that's cool. Yeah, they made me sign a big stack of ND. You can imagine Disney and Universal, big non-disclosure agreements. But it was cool. It was cool stuff. And I think they're going to ramp it up again. They're talking about, you know, restaffing everyone and starting construction again um, on these four new theme parks. So I may may have to go back again. I, I I I went to visit Dan a few times, Dan Colonna when he was working for Disney and universal in the parks. And then when he was freelancing and I got a good tour, it was pretty fun. Like to see it from that side, it's, it's really fun to see. Um, yeah. And just to know what he was working on then. Cause he was working on when they redid main street right before he got sick and had to, had to quit. How did you get started? Like, did you set out to be a sculptor? Is it something you fell into? Did you go to school? Like, or is it just, uh, Holy crap, I can sculpt. I'm going to do this. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a funny story. You got time? You want to? Oh, yeah, yes. we got time. Well, we got time. <laughs> um, I would, it's probably similar to Chicago. Like the, in, in New York, I grew up in Brooklyn and all, all the knucklehead, all my knucklehead friends would take, you know, the, all the civil service exams. They would, they all became cops and firemen and mailmen and stuff like that. So the path usually was, I didn't think I was going to. I like to draw all the time. I, I used mm-hmm. to love Popeye and you like to draw Popeye. I, I didn't think you could make a living doing that. I never thought that. Um, so I was planning on being a cop or a fireman. And, uh, but you take the test and then you wait. So most of us would jump on the train and go into the city and get like a clerical job while we, while we were on the list, while we waited to get called for, for the police department or the fire department. So I was working, believe it or not, I was working on Wall Street for a couple of years i know i know right <laughs> yeah me on wall street like you i was in the accounting department and you know how they say like the right brain controls the, the art side yeah. and the yep. brain my my the left side of my brain is like Ooh, there's nothing there i i don't know man i hate that oh my buddy my boy <laughs> so like just to Norman stop your story me. for one second i'm the same thing I'm a, I, I look like this and even weirder most of my life. And I'm an elementary school teacher for 20 years and in junior high now, but 
I can't do math. To, and it's, I just found a letter that my dad had written to my teacher in like third grade about how <laughs> terrible I was in math and who they should yeah. get for a tutor. I placed in, I placed in, when I tested into college, I placed into eighth grade math. <laughs> I was yeah. telling this to my eighth graders yesterday. And he's still there. And they all looked at me like, you're an idiot. And then I think I've told this story yeah. before too. I, when I, being an art teacher, there's some times where you have like open time in your schedule between classes and they always have you go into the other classes to help out or, or tutor or something. And so I got into like the third grade math class and they're like dividing fractions or some stupid <laughs> shit. And I'm like, I, I can't do this. I don't know what you're doing, but all right. Sorry, math. But I, I totally yeah. get what you're saying. Can you, but, but they put me in the accounting department and it was, it was ridiculous. It was a nightmare for like two years. <laughs> I'm I'm doing. It was me and about twenty Chinese guys, <laughs> and they would speak Chinese like right in front of me. They would look right. at me and laugh and point at me, and, and I'm like, "Come on, man!" So it was it was either be miserable or go to art school. So I went to art school. Well, the story is a little bit gets a little bit longer and funnier because I got the flu and I was out for like two weeks, and I was supposed to be doing all these cash reports and all this math and shit. And I used to take the cash reports and put them in my desk drawer and just leave them there and draw and draw all day. I would draw caricatures of all these, these Asian men sitting around me. <laughs> so I got the flu and I was out for like two weeks. So I'll never forget this guy, Raymond Wong sat at my desk and he opened the cat. I guess he must've opened the drawer in one of my desk drawers. And he found like all these cash reports that were undone for weeks. So I came back to work and the secretary's like, uh, Mr. Lee wants to see you as soon as you get settled. And he said, Tony, you know, you're a nice boy. You're, you're a nice, you're a good artist. He goes, but we can't keep you here. He goes, you have like a month's <laughs> worth of cash reports undone and all these pictures of us in the, in the desk. <laughs> so he goes, how about this? How about I write you a nice letter of recommendation and you go to the art school down the street on 23rd street. I was like, yeah, that's a good idea, Mr. Lee. Thank you. So <laughs> I went to art school. That's how I went to art school. They that's fired awesome. me from Wall Street. And uh, I spent about seven years in art school. Oh, man. Just on and off, bartending, taking a semester off, that's, waiting I tables. Did the, taking, same thing. Same thing. I um, didn't know what, I still don't know. I'm 57. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing or what I want out of life. <laughs> so you're, you're like exactly 10 clothes. years older than me. Same thing. I don't know what the hell I'm doing either. Um, yeah. was there anyone in your family? A, um, Go ahead, I, had a, I had a quick similar story in my high school biology class. I had a little, uh, cartoon spy man and I would have spy man would meet the various kids in the class. Well, <laughs> the teacher, uh, was Mr. Anderson and none of us liked him. So I, I drew a cartoon spy man meets Mr. Anderson and, uh, had him chasing all the boys around and, and stuff. And, you know, the kids making fun of them and i used to like fold them like comic books with a cover and we had these you know where you put your books they were desks but they weren't your permanent desk but i'd keep them in there so right. other people so i come in one day and all of a sudden they're all gone okay uh -oh. and i'm like oh somebody took them or threw them out or whatever and i was goofing off with my one buddy or whatever and it, he went off on me and he just started yelling about not paying attention and blah 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 and he said to me yeah, and so, Mr. Johansson, who's Spy Man going to meet today? So apparently, 
<laughs> That's great. So yeah, I had a similar story. Yes, that. I have other yeah. one other stories. <laughs> yeah. It got me in trouble. But you know what? It also got me out of trouble, a lot of trouble. Like because like the tough kids in, in high school, they were like, hey, hey, can you draw? Can you paint uh, Metallica on my leather jacket? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Yep. So it got me in trouble and it got me out of trouble. But anyway, so I went to art school and wasted a lot of time there um, and a lot of money. But I did. I met my wife there. So that was good. And Disney, Disney came uh, recruiting. Um, and that's how I got the job at Disney. Very cool. There was like no sculpture. There was no sculpture. I didn't start sculpting until years later when I got to Disney. Uh, your family, uh, were they supportive? Knowing like, you said we were from Brooklyn. Like, was your family a police family, a fireman family or? Um, no, my dad owned a bar actually. Um, oh, cool. Okay. But supportive. Yeah, that's actually, that's actually why I stuck with it um, was because my dad and and my sister would be like, oh, they would make such a fuss, you know, if I drew Popeye and I was, I was like little, I was like three years old. But if I drew a nice picture of Popeye, they would be like, holy cow, look at this, look at what the kid drew. <laughs> and, and in school, everybody in first grade, everybody drew the same as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Everybody had the same. I don't think there's any such thing as like magic talent or anything like that. Um, I think I just stuck with it because I got attention from it. Yeah. I think people were like, oh, look at that. That looks good. And I was like, oh, that's a way to. It is funny, though, having taught, taught kindergarten art for 20 years. There's there is that thing where it's like everyone's kind of on the same level. But then there's that one that's like a spike. And you're like, that kid's going somewhere. And you can totally tell there is there's kid, there's. And that's what I always tell people. They're like, I can't draw. I can't draw. I'm like, if you can practice, you can learn it. You can do it. Yeah. But then there are those. There's those kids that just, they think like the, the math geniuses, there's our, there are right. the art geniuses in there, but they're rare. Right. There it is. It very rarely comes along. And right. I like agree. I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think, I don't think it's like, you know, yeah. magic. Though. I yeah. don't think it's like this blessing that you're bestowed. <laughs> it's I a think curse maybe. maybe more than anything. <laughs> yeah. It's hand-eye coordination. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is, or some people have like Frazetta or a guy like yeah. Frazetta or a guy like Tiger Woods, his father had a golf club in his hands from three years old. Yeah. So of course the guy's going to be like a champion golfer, right? Yep. Um, well, he sure ain't a race car driver. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I heard about that. What happened? Did he get hurt? Is oh, he still, yeah. He he get hurt messed bad? Up. Oh yeah. He messed up. His leg got all screwed up. They, I oh, think God. they said his bone was showing through the, Oh my God. Yeah. Right. That, that's right. Disney, this was around the time. Disney was in the in the garbage can for years. They were making like what were those movies in the in the seventies that were really tanking, like the the Black Cauldron and the Black Hole. Black, yes, Black Hole's stuff fantastic. like that. <laughs> after Walt, after Walt died, well, they weren't commercially successful. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but after Walt passed away, Condor Man. Remember that? I don't even I don't even know what that is. is that oh, a live a action? live action one it was terrible. Oh my God! Yeah, they were they were not doing well for a while, and then with the little when the Little Mermaid came out, and they started making like these big Broadway musicals out of these cartoons, um, that made like crazy money. And and that and Roy Disney was still there at the time, and he said, "We gotta 
sink some money back into animation. We, that's this is our our legacy, our heritage, whatever. And we gotta we gotta we can't just do away with the animation department. I think there was even talk about getting rid of it at wow. some point. But the Little Mermaid came out and it made tons of money. And then they started going around to the colleges all around the country and recruiting uh, illustration students. And I had no interest in animation other than you know Saturday morning animation. I didn't. I didn't want to be an animator. I was an illustration major in, in college. But they didn't want animation majors. They wanted people who could draw the figure and then they would take you and train you how to do their style, whatever. So I got an internship with them and I got the job right out of college. And that ended all my civil service dreams, which <laughs> in hindsight, all the all the guys that I grew up with, they're all retirement age now. They're all like, yeah. you know, they got 20 years in on, on the fire department. They're lieutenants and, and whatever, making good money. And they all, they're all on their boat today. And I'm sitting yeah. here making fucking toys. Talking to <laughs> us. Talking, talking to two losers in Chicago. That, that is talking like, to these two morons. No, no, I didn't mean like that. I do. <laughs> I mean it that but, way. But yeah, I, I mean, follow your dream, follow your dream. You can't be a cop. You can't be a, a fireman. You, you got to follow your dream. You, you got this ability to draw, whatever. I could have done it. I could have done it on the weekends. I could have, but I could have had a nice steady job, you know? So yeah. follow your dreams is a good thing, but have a plan B, you know? Yeah. I'm going to be working until I'm, you know, 80 or more. Oh, man. I'm never going to be able to retire. I, I kind of went, my grandfather was a Chicago police officer. My uncle was a Chicago police officer. My dad's a pharmacist. My mom's a nurse. Like, so it was always like, I could have done that. I could have went and I'm like, I kind of want to be a teacher. I want to be an art teacher. I want to do something with art. And I, yeah. I kind of regret not doing the cop thing. And I kind of feel like I let the family legacy down. I've never really said this to anybody, but I kind of wow. feel like I let that, like we were a cop no. family there for a little bit. And I'm like, hey, no, I'm, I'm sure they're talk. proud of you. No, I know. No, no I mean, just me like the, that, that thing ended and then not having kids. That's the, you know, but I, and I've had a very supportive family too. That Like my dad will help me build the dumbest shit. <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah. it's good to have that in your life. Yeah, Cause he needs someone there to read the tape measure. That's why. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't, so, I don't have, I don't have regrets. I, I, I guess I don't. Sometimes yeah. I think about it a lot. You and... should. I think if you put all your work in front of you and just fill the room, like fill a stadium with everything you've ever done, you can sit back and go, oh my God, I made this. This is something to be yeah, very but... proud of. Like years from now, no one's going to remember some of that stuff those police officers did, but your artwork is going to stand. Um, I yeah, talk... not with my, my kids don't give a crap. They get, <laughs> it's going to be in a dumpster. I'm telling yeah. you. As soon as <laughs> That's <I'm> my... <laughs> so... It oh, is. It's going right in the dumpster. <laughs> They're looking at you going, what's Wacky Races? What, what's Popeye? <laughs> they don't know. George of the Jungle. What, what is that? Kids yeah. are so weird. They don't care. They will one day. Um, you mentioned something about being retrained by Disney. And that's something I always heard, is that you have to do the Disney style um, of their, like, and how they teach their artists to do it like a Disney way. Was that hard, kind of going from what you want to do and what you like to do to, here's what Job is telling me to do? Yeah, it was, it was, um, yeah, it was an eye opener. Animation is not for everyone. I, some people loved it 
there were people there who it became their whole life. They loved it. And, and I can see that, but I, I didn't want it in the first place. See, I, I was, I was an idiot, but I was, I was smart enough as a young kid to know, to have a little, a backup plan, a plan B. So I knew I wanted to be, you know, Jack Davis or, or Frank Frazetta. I wanted to be that or Mort Drucker was my hero, the Mad Magazine guys. Mm -hmm. But I knew that that was such a long shot. These guys were like up here and I was, you know, everybody in the, in the school wanted to be those guys. So I took, I was going to be an art teacher. I took art ed as a minor. Yeah, and okay. that's how I met my wife. She was in the art ed department. So I had a backup plan. I was going to, I knew when I graduated, I was probably going to be able to freelance a little bit, maybe do some illustration, some book covers or whatever. But I, I was going to be an art teacher as my, my real job, my steady. Yeah. Um, but I, ne I never had any interest in being an animator. And then when I got there, but it was a step, but it was a full-time job right out of school. And none of, none of the other kids graduating had that. They were all going to be waiters and then try to pursue the art. And so I said, holy crap, uh, I got a full-time job in-house at a good company right out of art school, which was like unheard of with a good salary. And then I got there and I was like, holy shit, I made a mistake. I moved, I grabbed, I married my girlfriend, moved her down a thousand miles away from her family. And we got there and they sat me at a desk. I, I got there on a, on a, I graduated on a Friday. On Monday morning, I was at my desk working on Beauty and the Beast. And they put a stack of drawings like this on my desk. And they were the roughs. They the animator does the rough, right? I had to lay a sheet of paper over that, turn on the light box behind it, and do that little fine line, you know, the cleanup mm -hmm. line. Because back then, it was all 2D by hand. And it was tedious, man. It was like I had to draw the same, almost the same drawing if, if the character was just moving a little bit like that. I had to do almost the same drawing over and over and over 24 times to make one second of film. So I was just like, what the hell did I just sign up for? <laughs> and it was a lot of head, a lot of books on tape and a lot of just like yeah. zoning out and tracing other people's drawings over and over and over. Um, so that, yeah, the Disney style, I mean, you had model sheets pinned up all around your desk and you had a, it had to be on model. Everybody had to draw exactly the same. You couldn't have, you know, Aladdin right. looking like Ernest Borgnine in one scene. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but then I was there for a while and I started seeing these little uh, statues show up on people's desk and they were called animator maquettes. And they were done by a guy named Kent Melton. You guys ever hear of Kent? Yes, I have. Melton? I've heard of Kent. I, matter of yeah, fact. If you like cartoon sculptures you would you this guy yeah. is the best Kent, um i think i'm friends with him actually on facebook but he's also sculpted there was a disney walt disney collectors club right right and right. i think i have some pieces sculpted by him um yeah yeah but, he did, uh, he did yeah, so i've seen i've seen a lot of his work and yeah it's the, he is absolutely the best i've ever seen but when it comes to that sort of you know animation characters um, so I started seeing these, these maquettes on people's desks and I said, what the heck is that? Who does those? And they're like, oh, it's some guy, he works in California and, you know, and 
So I, I, a light bulb went off and I was like, I, I, that's what I want to get into. But it was only him. There was only one guy doing all of these sculptures. So eventually, as the company started making money, Lion King came out and they, that made a ton of money. Aladdin and all those 90s movies started really making money and they started sinking money into animation again. The Florida studio, I was in the Florida studio. The Burbank studio was working on one movie and the Florida studio got their own movie now. Now they, now they were going to put two feature animation films out at the same time. So we got Mulan and Kent said, I'm, I'm working on Hercules. I can't come back and forth across the country to do these sculptures. So I, I, at night, I had been doing, you know, Frankenstein and the Cyclops and shit. And I built up a little sculpture portfolio. So I wanted, I knocked on the director's door and I said, hey, you need a sculptor? Or, you know, maybe give me a shot. And that's how I got into the sculpting. And they figured, you know, they already got this, this kid on staff and they're paying, paying me already mm-hmm. a salary. So we might as well use him. So that's how I got. And that opened a lot of doors. That, that's, that was like the beginning of my sculpture life. And it got me out of the, the cleanup department, the animation, which I didn't like to begin with. Yeah, that would drive me nuts. It's like a sweatshirt. Oh, it was tedious, man. <laughs> it was so tedious. So if we watch the credits on those movies, are we going to see Tony Cipriano on there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, uh, Hunchback, Pocahontas, um, about 10 of them, I think. Wow in the 90s it's funny too because i run into people now and these are like 30 year 30 year old people and they're like oh that was my favorite movie when i was three and i'm like you (laughs) son of a bitch (laughs) like oh did you work on the beast oh my god i loved him when i was two years old i had get out of here i I saw you mention something on your facebook page the other day about how you like the rougher feel to your sculptures, the more yeah. like unfinished kind of look to it. And I think I'm kind of, I've always liked that style as well. Whereas, and you went to art school, so you'll probably, I hope you know, or I, I'm looking like an idiot too. Like you take a Michelangelo that's perfect and pristine and smooth and everything's like flawless. And then you look at somebody yeah. like Rodan, who totally yeah. reminds me of your work where it's very just rough and you get the feeling you you, you can yeah. see that oh. and that's what i get from your your work as well it's very rodan-esque where it's there's the emotion in there there's a feeling in there there's a character that you can pull out of there a lot easier than where it's just you know yeah. your simple michelangelo david just standing there looking perfect and yeah. there's just i love that sort of you can tell your hands were on it you know instead of yeah. the flawless just machine style yeah it's funny it's funny you say that because I love that style, but you can't. Um, that's another reason that I, I hesitate. I don't know if you saw the the picture that I sent you guys of Dr. Pretorius. Or, yeah, yeah, I've got it. I was wearing. It's it's just like it's just like blobs of clay. His hair is just blobs of clay, and people are like you know make them all of that. Hurry up! I want a casting of that. I want to. And the the Garage Kit guys, they want to paint everything, right? Yeah. And and I'm not. I'm doing it for me, first of all. I'm just doing it for fun. And if if I could sell a couple, great. And and you make make the money back on the the silicone. But these things look like they look like shit when they're painted. They look terrible painted. Yeah. 
with full yeah, color. you would almost have to bronze something like that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You know, do a bronze paint up or something on that. So like I did a Edgar Allan Poe and and the hair is not it's not sculpted. It's just like, you know, mm -hmm. a blob of clay smeared with my thumb. And I love that style. And I and it takes it takes a lot of effort to walk away at that point. Yes, but I love I, it. I know exactly what you're talking about, where you're like, I gotta keep eh. there's that fine point where you've done too much and you're like, God oh, damn it. Right. Yep. And it, and it sucks the, the, the life right out of the sculpture. If, if, if you noodle something, I, re, I remember like I was doing stuff for Sideshow and I would rough it out in clay and they would say, oh, that's great. You know, now finish it. And I would make a mold and pour wax into the mold. And then I'd start sanding and polishing and, and it just lost everything. It just, lo it just looked like a dead, lifeless, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. death mask. Yeah. That and you know, that's the, that's the industry though. You gotta, you gotta make it smooth. If you're going to paint it, you gotta make yeah. it smooth. You can't leave it like that. You've got that set of busts that Michael Reagan has now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There were, I think there were four of them. Okay. Yep. And I don't know that I've seen those painted yet. Um, but they, they have kind of a little bit of a rough feel to them, but they are finished, you know, but I remember seeing them going, yeah, this, this is a nice, you know, these have a cool look to them. Like you say, they have a life to them that, uh, yeah, he you know, did, he did, he did, I did see them painted and I don't think they're as successful as, and they were painted by some good painters too. I saw one guy did like that basil gogos kind of thing with the Frankenstein. Oh yeah. Yep. The, yep. You know, it goes from like a green to a yellow to a blue and it looked really cool. I don't, I, I forget who painted it. Um, but he also did them in bronze and he gave them to Basil Gogos. He gave them, mm -hmm. uh, Mike made like this trophy thing out of them and gave it to Gogos. And they look much better in bronze. I, I just, I just don't, I, I can do it. I can do the polish stuff, but it just becomes work after that. Once I, <laughs> once I get the sculpture done, I walk away. I'm like, yeah, that's done. You know, and I move on to something else. <laughs> yeah. But polishing it and and it's just it's no fun. It's no fun for me. Well, I remember you did an interview with Rob uh at Wonderfest a few years back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you even I remember you even said there, you know, that's the part of it you like. The smoothing yep. and, and the finishing. You almost wish you could hand that to someone else and say, All right, here you go. Finish it up. Yeah. And and be done. And uh yeah. I, unfortunately that's I I probably lost a lot of work because I was always on the, just the rougher side. Uh, and there were guys that could really make things like glass. And that's what the toy companies wanted that you can't do little action figure that big and, and have like tool marks in it. Yeah. But now with digital, the playing field is just completely level now because there's a smooth brush. There's a smooth button. <laughs> oh yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm five in, like I told you yesterday when I talked to you, I, I'm like five in. And it's, yeah, and, and it's like that smooth button must be a godsend for you because oh it's God. like just, and you smooth, you smooth, you smooth it. Okay, done. There it is, done. <laughs> you know, and it's, uh, you yeah. know, knowing that you had, you know, knowing that I had seen that interview year, a couple of years back and you had said, yeah, I, I just hate, you know, finishing, which is if you've ever seen the video of Tony's uh, studio, that's what you see on the shelves is a lot of sculptures that are just, <laughs> they're you done know, as far as I, I'm concerned. They're done as far as he's concerned. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and but for the garage kid guys, yeah, they'd want it 
more refined and, right. and they know. want to paint it which is obviously they want to paint it that's a kit but, and i think i think that's a great segue how did you find garage kit stuff did you find it as a sculptor as a job or did you find it as oh this is cool i want to make model kits or like just that quick how did you find this um yeah it, it was around the same time i started at disney i started getting nostalgic for the aurora kits and there was this great comic book store in orlando uh there was a couple of good ones one was called sci-fi world and this other place had aurora aurora kits original aurora kits and i was like oh my god i haven't seen these in years and i love those i i built frankenstein at least a half a dozen times i built king kong a half a dozen times uh, my dad used to take me to this little mom and pop toy store on on every sunday and i would he's like didn't you didn't you build king kong already i'm like yeah yeah no no i never had that one and i so what was i saying oh so yeah it was around the same time and i had in this comic book store i saw a model and toy collector and it might have been the first issue of kit builders gordy dutt's kit builders mm-hmm. and uh who what else afm wasn't even out yet yeah um, there was like so model start- scene coming from the east coast i like oh my god model scene it's like a little it was a small little yeah magazine. yeah remember that wow yeah, yeah. I, I remember that and paul gill um, did a lot of work in that i think like i don't when i went I back and looked at it i see his name all over the magazine yes, yeah i don't have any back issues of that i have like so. model, i remember that vaguely um but but that's how i started seeing guys like uh jaeger and and Tom Koontz and Sean Nagel and uh, Brian Moore and John Dennett. These are like, this is must've been early nineties, late eighties. And I was like, Whoa, what are these guys doing? What is this? So I started, I got some clay and I started um, just playing around with it. And in, in art school, and I went to school of visual arts in the eighties, there was no, there was no sculpture. There was no like, traditional sculpture, which is what I wanted to learn. And, you know, they had a sculpting, a fine arts department, but it was like found objects and toilet yeah, seats see, hung yeah. on the wall. I'm like, what? What the hell? I ran into the <laughs> same problem because I went back for my master's degree and I'm like, I don't want to do anything with teaching. I want to do sculpting, which is what I've always wanted to kind of get into. And my stuff ended up being more abstract, not fig- but I wanted to learn traditional sculpture. And they're really, it was, you can't, it's all found objects, making things like, yeah. I ran yeah. into the same thing. And then, and then when I went to Disney, you can imagine um, they had some of the best in the world. They had like guys from Russia and Croatia and China. And, and these guys were traditionally trained. The, the art schools yeah. over there would teach you actually how to actually paint and sculpt. And I was just like, whoa, man, I just, I just wasted my time in art school because they weren't teaching that. They were, te- they were not teaching traditional art methods yeah i but um anyway i i i started there was another guy at disney who sculpted and he he would show me show me things and i didn't know what the hell i was doing man i did a creature from the black lagoon was like one of the first things i did in this oil clay and you know the famous still where his hands are up like that Mm -hmm. um i did that and it was big and i was all proud of it and i went to sleep and I come back the next day, and, and he's just like, all <laughs> bent over. I was like, who the hell bent creature my creature? <laughs> who did this? What the hell? Who did that? 
And it was like, I didn't put armature wire. I didn't even I, that's what I was going to just ask. Was it no armature wire? <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. I was an idiot. I had no idea what I was doing. And this is pre-internet. So, I, you know, I had to find books and, and stuff. I, <laughs> I told uh, Scott this yesterday. I, I called Mike Fasella at Resin from the Grave because he was advertising in all these. And he, he almost scared me right out of the business right then and there. Cause he was like, what do you want to be a sculptor for? Ah, forget it. You jerk. And he hung up on me. I was like, what, what is this garage kid stuff? Who are these people? Yeah, but exactly. Who are these people? Who are these people? Maniacs. And uh, so anyway, I started, I started doing it and I started learning, teaching myself how to make molds and stuff. And it, it became obvious pretty quickly that nobody was going to get rich doing this and nobody's going to, you know, you really had to enjoy, enjoy it. Yeah. And I wasn't enjoying it that much. I don't like the poor resin. I, I love to sculpt, but I, I try to make a few kits and put out a few kits on my own, but it became pretty clear pretty quickly that the best thing for me would be to just do the sculpture give it to this guy and let him, you know, a flat fee, whatever, you don't have to pay me a royalty. Yeah. Just sell it to somebody and let them, you know, make the molds and stuff like that, which, which I did for a while. I did a bunch of kits for, for people, for Rob. Uh, that guy. Uh, off the top um, of your head, how many things garage kits do you think you've sculpted? Not that many. I don't think, well, over the years, um, I mean, I started doing it in like 91 or, or so, maybe uh, two dozen, maybe. Okay. Not is, there that you, is there anything you turned down like, oh, I'm not doing that? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, I did. I did a bunch, a bunch of fun stuff for uh, Kit Kong. Is he still in business? He is. Uh, oh, no. He's kind of out of business now. He's around, but I know he he's sold guy. a lot of his stuff. So. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Um, remember, I was telling you yesterday about Randy Guthrie. I, I know Randy bought. Some of it. I don't know what he bought, what he didn't, but I know um, James got away from. Um... Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was giving me some cool jobs, uh, like a qu quarter scale Gorn and the Cyclops. And yeah. Um, but didn't you do a, he, an Imhotep too, didn't you? Wasn't there, a, or no, an oh, Artist yeah, Bay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Artist Bay. Yeah. Artist yeah. Bay and Catwoman, uh, Julie Newmar. Yeah. I know. There's, there's a, there's a guy, Marty. He says, tell Tony, man, I really want that cat woman. I really want that cat woman. And uh, yeah, I weren't, we weren't sure who did it. So yeah, it, that was, was James. Uh, it's Kit Kong, huh? Yeah. yeah. So okay. whoever's got his molds now has probably got that. Well, and he's got some of them. But, you know, his thing was, you know, he'd buy. So he'd buy the sculpture from you. And then he'd pay a caster to cast them all. And the thing is, the guy was selling stuff really reasonable. You know, compared to what everybody else was doing, I don't know how he was making any money. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, um, but yeah, he's still out there. Um, but I think he just kind of got, he's got health issues too. So I don't know what's, um, yeah, where, where he's at right now. But, um, yeah. yeah, I did a bunch of stuff for him. I did a bunch of stuff for Rob, uh, a bunch of Planet of the Apes busts. And, but yeah, I'm thinking about now with the, with the 3D printing. I'm thinking about getting back into it a little bit mm. uh, because like I was telling you there, I press a button and I wake up the next day and I have a resin casting, a, a clean, clean re resin casting. That's almost paint ready. So, so let's talk about 
how you made the transition because yeah, that same right. interview you did with Rob Madison, uh, where Terry was interviewing you, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 back then, and it was so funny because I remember when he started doing digital stuff. I'm like, wait, he said, and I remember you saying, Oh, I don't think I'll ever go digital. The feel <laughs> of the clay, the you know, I mean, you really went into a rant about I'm never going digital, and then like within a year. There's Tony doing digital. <laughs> there was no choice. There was absolutely no choice. It really, it was it was that quick. I it was either sink or swim. It was this this was not. I tell people this was not. And to this day, there are still sculptors I I know that are like no no. It's there's still a market for clay. There's still you know, and it was a game changer. It wasn't just another tool. It was a game changer. I had so much work. And all of a sudden, it was like overnight, everybody was digital. And it was either sink or swim. So I, I bought a tutorial online, and I would have my little iPad playing the tutorial, and I would just work alongside it. I fought it. I did not want to. I, I just spent 20 years learning how to you know, do anatomy yeah. and play and wax and the wax pen and make molds and stuff. And I didn't want to just shift gears like that. But it really just did an about face. And if you didn't learn digital, I don't know how these guys are staying, you know, afloat. I couldn't do it. I couldn't get enough work, uh, traditional work. So Disney, all those major motion, the, all the major motion picture companies, all those, it's all digital now for the most part, you think? Pretty, pretty for, much. For, pretty yeah. much, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I watched it. I watched it happen in the animation industry. Yeah. You know, they, they let go a lot of good animators, like traditional animators who didn't want to learn the computer systems, uh, the ink and paint department. Remember, they used to paint cells, yeah. the backup mm -hmm. yep. cell. It's all done. Click, click, you know, in photo, uh, like a program called CAD, I think it was called. And they just click on a, a field and it would just fill it with color. And it, would, it just sped yeah. the whole process up. So... It, it's you know progress you can't you can't you either get on the train or you get left at the station <laughs> so do you like it are you are you thoroughly enjoying it now or is it like oh yeah. it's okay no no i'm 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 all in now i uh it's easier to make changes that's the big that's the big thing like if i did a, a quarter scale wax sculpture for sideshow and they said well, let's put the weight on the other leg. I'm screwed. I'm like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, thanks. I'll I'll get back to you. And then I'm just like, I hang up the phone. I'm like, fuck. You know, I gotta start from scratch. I gotta basically start a whole new sculpture. Yeah. But now in ZBrush, oh yeah, you want the weight on the other leg? There's a mirror button, and you click, and it flips the whole figure around. And now the weight's on the left leg. Boom. Yeah. So stuff like that, and like. <laughs> Like the smooth brush and the pour. There's a pores brush, pores like skin pores. Mm -hmm. um, in the past, I would have to take a little head like this with a pointy tool and just put pores on, and it would take a couple of days. Now this is a brush. You just wave the stylus over the, and your your head is covered in like directional pores. It's beautiful. <laughs> in like seconds, seconds, literally seconds. So yes, I am. I drank the Kool Aid. And, and you drank it very much because when we had Rob Madison on here a couple of weeks ago, he said you had your class. And I remember seeing it before 
And he's like, oh, it's on sale. So I went over there and I bought it like instantly. I haven't had a chance to watch much of it like Scott because I edit this thing and I don't have as much free time as Scott. So <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. And then he's like, oh, I'm up to episode five. I'm like, I've watched 45 seconds. But I think hey, you're, I'm you're up to episode five and I'm ready to buy the $800. Program. I know that's kind of, I don't know if I can do it, but I want to now. Okay. It, it's, yeah. And that's kind of where I was going with it. I think, and you just filled in a missing piece for me while we were talking is that you have that art ed background and that you're able to do, cause you've taught the classes with AFM and you did well with that. And you can see this video tutorial series you're doing is really well done. And it's, it's very, it's put forth that if hell, if Scott's interested in things, he could do it. Um, <laughs> like that's great. You've done a great, good job. Um, Thank you. How, yeah, how did you good. like, was that hard to get in and say, oh, I'm going to make a class. I'm going to make something so that everyone can do this. Just kind of walk us through how you decided to do the class. Um, well, those guys, it's called uh, creature art teacher, creatureartteacher.com, all one word. Those guys are friends of mine. Aaron is, he was one of the best animators in the Florida studio. And he was, uh, what's Aaron's last name? Uh, Aaron Blaze, B-L-A-I-S. Um, fan, unbelievable artist. He's a wildlife painter. He's a, he's a, he knows anatomy backwards and forwards. He directed uh, a Disney movie called Brother Bear. I don't know if you ever heard mm -hmm. of Brother Bear. So I've been friends with him for you know, 30 years, whatever. He, that's his company. He gathered together all these former Disney animators and put together this online school. And it's, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how they're selling these classes for like really reasonable prices. I mean, now they're on sale for like 10 bucks and it's like, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 hours of content. Yeah. I like did not. That's what I did not expect. I thought it was going to be like a little like 20 minute thing, but it is a full on, like of you just course. said, hours of, of stuff. Yeah. So he's got all these former Disney guys, like animators and storyboard classes and um, uh, all, all sorts of Photoshop classes, you know, all these courses. And he said, you want to do a sculpting class? I don't have a sculpting class yet. I said, hell yeah, man. So we, he, they came and they filmed for like a weekend and we did the ZBrush class first. And uh, it's the best thing I ever did because there's like, it's generating some income like every month. I'll get a check from those guys. And he's, I guess he's selling them to students. That's why it's so inexpensive. He's selling, he's making it available to like everyone. And he's got such a big following because it's like, you know, learn from Disney yeah. animating and everybody wants his courses. Uh, and then we did a clay one as a follow-up to the ZBrush one. We did a clay course sculpting the a big nude figure in clay. And so fortunately, Aaron and his partner, Nick, are, are, they know enough about the video end of it. I, I was just like a monkey, a trained monkey. I was like, what do you want me to do? So, yeah, it's, it's a good thing. We're going to do more, I hope. We're gonna yeah, do more. I, I think that's great. I think more people, I think, I think with this, even just, they got two people, two knuckleheads like us that bought it. That really want. I was looking for something to learn how to do it, something easy. And I think mm -hmm. the more of us that find this now, it's like it's ten dollars. Like there, it's a no brainer to pick it up yeah. to try and learn. The only, the only problem is it's the program that costs 
that much money, but there are like the trials and stuff you can get. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think you can get the trial and just see if you like it, but yeah. 800 bucks, if the course is still $800, um, every upgrade has been free since the beginning. Um, it's, it's a great, great software. I mean, even if you just get it, like Scott, if you just want to do like a, a base, you could take like a, a primitive shape, like a, a cylinder or something. And you could, you could add rocky terrain or whatever, or tombstones and stuff like that. And then throw it up, throw it on your printer and you got instantly, or, or if you get a sculpture, you could cut it up and put keys in it and throw it on your printer, you know? And now there's like all these websites where you could get free STLs free. Mm -hmm. um, or, or like Scott was saying, like you get a beautiful Godzilla for like 20 bucks. You get the STL if you have a, a 3d printer. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a great thing. I, I think I still use clay for myself. Yeah. I still do some stuff for my, for me, but um, it makes, it just makes sense to, to do it digitally. Everything is so much easier. You don't have to even ship boxes anymore. You just send the file. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I think you guys would like it. If you, if you could draw, you could, you could use ZBrush. The, the truth is it's, it's almost more like drawing than it is sculpting almost. I so mean, I'm gonna yeah. You're, the next thing I was wondering if you tried, <laughs> and I always see this, and I, I have a feeling you haven't tried it. Um, is the VR? Have you seen the guys doing it with the the VR helmet on? And then there's another program that's yeah. like ZBrush, but you yeah, have yeah. like you can walk around the thing and and manipulate it with yeah. your hands a little more. Yeah, I have. I have seen that. I don't know how it works. I've never tried it. Yeah, it looks it looks really cool. It looks like, kind of interesting. Um, yeah. maybe a little gimmicky. I don't know. Yeah, I don't we'll know. We'll see. It probably is. I'll bet it. I'm sure it is. But to be able to like make a room and then you could walk around. I don't know. Seem kind of. Know, maybe, say you'll never do it. it. Yeah. No, say no, you'll never I'll, do I'll it. Never, yeah, what, yeah. Say it. Yeah. You'll never do it. Right? Yeah. No, <laughs> never, never say never. We're gonna see you with the helmet on. Walking around. Yeah, that was a weird time when I when I did that sit down with Robin and Terry at Wonderfest. That was a weird. That was right around that time when it was like I didn't know what I was gonna do because. It was digital was like there and I hadn't learned it yet. And the boat was leaving the dock and I was like, ah, well, I don't know. And they're asking me, well, what are you going to do now? I'm like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Want to hire me? I know when you started um, the first couple episodes of that, you were using the mouse. Then you went to the stylist. Do you need an expensive stylist to start out no. with? Can you buy a cheaper one? Just because, you know, it's more control like a pen. You know, yeah. um, yeah, no, work yourself up and absolutely not. I, I, for years, I know guys use a Cintiq, you know, you know, the big Cintiq tablet mm -hmm. where you mm -hmm. actually draw right on the glass. Um, I don't even have one of those. We had them at work at, at Disney, but I didn't like it. This is, I've been using this. It's a little shitty Wacom. Can you see that? Yep. Wacom. And it's an old one too. So like, uh, really old and it's it's fine and the pen i got the tablet there's the stylus and there's the tablet i got i just got a spare one just in case um for like 30 bucks on ebay and you just plug it in and i've got one two three monitors one monitor i have my reference one monitor i have zbrush and the other monitor i have netflix 
<laughs> and I love working from home. So yeah. working from home. I love it. So, so where are you now? Like, what's the future? What's, what are you working on now? Trying to focus on where are you headed? Um, well, like I say, working from home is awesome. And if that's going to be like the future, if I could work from home and, and have a full-time job with a steady paycheck, I freelanced for 20 years and it was like this, it was like peaks and valleys mm. and the valleys when you have three children and three dogs and a house in New York. And, and it was like stressful. It was like really, you know, what would happen would be, you know, I would, Sideshow would give me a bunch of jobs, but, and they paid well, the jobs paid well, but it could be like a month, two months, maybe three months before the thing was approved and you got the check, you know? Um, so the bills on the dining room table would pile up like this and then you'd get a big check and the bills would go back down and then the bills would go like this again. But yeah. my credit score was just keeping going in one direction. <laughs> my credit score was just dying. And, um, and my, my alcohol bill was going up. So <laughs> I want a full-time job. I'm, I'm done with freelance. Freelance is for the birds. It's for a young man with no family, no, mm. you know, yeah. living in an apartment. That's, that's, a good freelance is a good gig for a young kid, but I'm too old for that now. I need, I want a paycheck now. So, um, we'll see. I don't, I don't know. Right now I'm freelancing. Uh, I got plenty of work. I'm, I'm doing stuff for Hallmark, a lot of Christmas ornaments, um, and NECA, NECA toys, mm -hmm. a lot of cool stuff, a lot of Ninja Turtle stuff. Um, and it's fun. It's just like, you know, I sit, in the basement, I watch my monster movies and I make toys. Um, but I think, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with, with Disney and Universal. I think they're going to ramp up the, the, the new theme parks again. And they're talking about restaffing. Um, they're talking about bringing a lot of people back. They just fired everybody. Well, I was going to say Disney, when they, when they fired everybody, did they, was it with a promise of perhaps bringing you back or you guys are done? We're just going to find new people. How did it go? Yeah. Well, Disney, my friends at Disney got furloughed, Yeah, but, and that was, you know, last year and they're just starting to trickle back now. I think um, they're still at home. They're not back in the building yet, but universal just said, <laughs> just like, and I left Disney to go to Universal. It's stupid <laughs> me. And there, all the Disney guys are back at work, and all the Universal guys are still, you know, wondering what's going to happen. Um, but wow. as a Universal monster fanatic, I thought, you know, maybe I should go over to that company instead of Mickey Mouse and Cinderella. Maybe I could work on Frankenstein and the Wolfman. So I jumped ship. But a lot of people do. They bounce back and forth. They're both right there. And I don't know. I don't know what the future is going to hold. We might go back. We might go back to Florida. I might stay up here and just work from home. Um, but the thing is, with the theme park work, I was doing a lot of work in clay. I was actually in this big model shop. And I was doing a lot of the stuff for the parks, statuary and stuff like that in clay. Um, but if, if I could work digitally and work from home, that's, that's a bonus. I, I, 
I might even still go back to Florida anyway, because I liked it. I liked it there. I was starting to get really comfortable there. Yeah, well, you get about three feet of snow and it's yeah. below zero. You're going to say, what the fuck? Man? I know. Well, that's this idiot that I am. The Florida summers <laughs> are like a thousand degrees, right? And the New York winters are like fucking Antarctica. <laughs> so we leave Florida in, in December when it's beautiful, when it's cool and 70 degrees. And we come up to New York and we get like two feet of snow in the first week we're here. And I was like, what, what, are we, what are we doing? Why am I such an idiot? I'm, I'm almost 60 years old. I, you would think I would learn by now, but I haven't. So, so let me I, ask you a, a quick question. Um, I'm gonna, it's a blast from your past. Um, uh-oh. You did a bronze statue. Uh, was it James Ernest? Yes. That yes. was like a, uh, and where is that now? And <laughs> I know the pictures are somewhere, so we'll, we'll make sure we put them up here. But yes, uh, how was that crazy. process? I mean, that that's crazy. It was. It was. That was always been a dream is to do like a life-size bronze. And I love Gunsmoke. I, I used to watch it every day. It was on TV land every day from two to four. And I love James Arnest. He's like the coolest guy ever. So I did a sculpture just on my own of Marshall Dillon. And I put it on Facebook, I think. And one of my Facebook friends lives in Dodge City. And he happens to be in charge of the Dodge City Trail of Fame, whatever. And they have a, a bronze of Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday. Gunsmoke takes place in Dodge City. So they said, let's do a... Uh, Marshall Dillon. And it was nice. It was really, his family was there. His wife was there. My only regret, he, he passed away only a couple of years ago. I wish he was alive. I would, have, I would have been over the moon to meet him. But it was fun. And, and the, the nice thing about that was, I just did an 18-inch maquette, like about that big. And I sent it to the foundry. And they have some process where they, it wasn't scanned digitally. I think it was some old process that they've been using for hundreds of years. Like it, they take these points, like these pointers and they measure, I don't know the process, but they sent me, they enlarged it basically. Um, they carved foam and they covered it with clay and they sent me a life-size uh, clay sculpture, UPS <laughs> and in big boxes. And it was light. I mean, you, I, I have a picture of it sitting in my car. Um, <laughs> like I sat the torso and the head and the hat in my car, like, like he's driving the car. <laughs> but I mean, I could throw the torso up in the air and catch it like a beach ball. It was that light. It was all foam with only about that much clay over it. So I finished it in my garage in Florida, put it back in the box and shipped it back to the foundry in Kansas. And it was nice. They, they, cast it in bronze and they had like a big uh ceremony and his family came and it was really nice a couple of the people i was hoping burt reynolds would show up he was on the show but <laughs> he, he was too frail at the time yeah but a couple of the other guys from the show were there it was it was kind of cool so i got that out of my system i'm never going to do a life-size thing again it was too much work <laughs> and i'm lazy yeah well i i know I'll there's another there's another larger project you're working on still in clay that um uh oh he's uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> right over there stop teasing me so uh 
Same well, I man. see him. I see him in the corner. Oh. <laughs> Bastard. So uh, there he is. Yep. Uh, so um, wait, how big is yeah. that? Oh, it's it's my right there. Don't go away. Oh, if you drop it, that'll be the end. Okay. <laughs> Scott's getting a boner. Oh, dude, you should see that. Oh. I'll, I'll I'll put the pictures up, but. He's he's about he's about eighteen yeah. inches, yeah. He's uh, if he stood up, he would be about twenty twenty one inches, I think. Okay, that is awesome. He's got no teeth and no eyes, but you get the idea. Oh yeah, he does have his eyes in there. That is so but, cool. Yeah, I'll finish it. I, I just got <laughs> just got some more. You're on Scott's death list if you don't finish that. He's like, oh, he's Scott might end up getting involved in it, so don't okay. worry about it. Right. Yeah, man. Why don't you help me out, you bastard? So, <laughs> Scott's got a rolling hand that's that big thing. enough to handle it. So, um, yeah, that, that might end up happening. So, I think I just got a hernia. So you did this Aurora box art uh, that Todd Powell bought, yeah. and uh, it's really cool based on the Neil Adams box art. And... Yeah. Uh, you know, so what was that just an Aurora love, just a kind of a project, and then you put it out there and, and uh... yeah, I think I yeah, I don't think he commissioned that. I think I was just having fun. Uh, I always loved that artwork. I always loved the the Superman box and the Hulk box and the Superboy, the, the Superman box. I think it was based on Kurt Swan, not the photo one, the other one cartoon one. Oh, okay yeah the 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 rarer one the um yeah the kurt swan one todd uh said yeah. what can i produce that i said yeah no actually i approached him i mm -hmm. actually asked rob if he wanted to do it i didn't know i don't know i'm out of the loop man i don't know who makes kits anymore i thought rob was making kits um i thought you were making kits i don't i don't know who yeah. makes kits anymore and so I'm, I'm looking for somebody i could trust so um <laughs> As soon as my so, job is done, it's, yeah, it's, um, it definitely, there's a steady flow of work there if I want it. Um, you know, yes. I have a separate garage. I'm actually, I even have a furnace out there. I can hook up. I get a gas line run out there. So, I mean, it, it's, I can make it a great shop, you know, and it's just a question of doing it. And you can but, apprentice um, me. Yeah. Cause you're such a great learner. Well, I have, Hey, I have to, so you I know you have you. to do some math right you have to put two ounces in this cup and two That's ounces there in this. yeah so <laughs> hey i found tony this igor was this a bust i it's just a face i found it on the um the one facebook page and it's an igor bust and uh hello lugosi yeah lugosi igor and yeah uh, you know i don't that was for uh tony south scenes oh okay all right. Recently, um, I liked Tony. I always liked Tony. He gave me one of my first garage kit jobs back in the early '90s. It was a Frederick March Mister Hyde bust. Um, okay. He he just passed away recently. I did a, a few kits for him. I did the Revenge of the Creature. I did that Igor bust and the Ghost of Frankenstein companion piece to uh -huh. it on yep. Cheney Frankenstein. Um, I did a, a thing, the James Arness thing for him. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know who has his molds. Also, the a big Tor Johnson, a big half scale Tor Johnson. He did. Yeah, I I know they got some of them got sold off. I know Norbert got some. Oh yeah, yeah. Rob told me some somebody has some of it. But... Some of it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened to those. So shame. let's let's ask you about cartoon kits because you seem to have the same love of cartoon kits that I do. Yeah, well, and, Chicago, you know, I bet you Chicago had the same TV schedule as New York. Like, what was it, WGN? You had yep. Chicago had WGN, WGN, and then we also had WFLD, which is our UHF channel. Mm-hmm. It's our Fox channel now, but it, okay. at the time, it was a UHF um, channel. But they, guys, that's where we got a lot of the Batman and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, you guys seem to have this a, like a sister channel, same yeah. Bozo and Popeye and yeah, Bozo's from know, here, buddy. <laughs> Speed Racer, Racer. Uh, and it's uh, all that stuff. But Underdog, obviously, yeah, man. And uh, I don't know yeah. how many of you remember. You did an Underdog and a Riff Raff. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's a whole nother uh, chapter. I thought I wanted to be uh, Randy Bowen for a while. Um, I was doing, I got a license and I started manufacturing stuff in China. And I was like, what? This is not for me, man. I was like, I'm no businessman. I just want to sculpt and here you go, you do it. But for a while, you know, I was doing stuff for Randy and, you know, he would pay me a, a flat fee. And then he would sell like, you know, 2000 pieces and, and make a fortune and a uh, super nice guy. And uh, I said, you know, this can't be, this can't be rocket science. I mean, you just, you get, you pay up for a license, you get a factory in China. And, and I did, I walked into King Features Syndicate in New York city with a little Popeye sculpture. And I put it on the guy. I said, can I speak to the licensing vice president and they were like oh you have an appointment i was like no and they got him on the phone he comes out he goes who the hell are you i said i, I took popeye out of that i said can i talk to you about licensing this he goes oh and this was back nobody nobody wanted to license popeye or underdog nobody even remembered these guys back in the mm-hmm. 90s and he's like come right in come right in how much money you want to give me so <laughs> i i gave him a couple of grand and i licensed it and then I had, then you had to take a leap of faith because I had to send like a lot of money. Uh, I took a loan, a business loan, and I had to send a lot of money to China. And I had never done that before. And I'm just like on pins and needles wondering, is that the end of my money? And but pretty soon, <laughs> bye bye. Yeah, a tractor trailer pulls in front of my house with pallets and starts filling my garage with Popeye statue. And I was like, what? What the hell? What am I, how am I going to do this? And my wife's just like shaking her head. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I didn't sign up for this. Uh, and I'm like, don't worry, don't worry. Shake. Don't worry, Bowen does it. I could do it. Don't worry. <laughs> so fortunately, I had like uh, Diamond took a whole bunch. Diamond distributors, they took a whole mm-hmm. bunch at, at wholesale. And I did, I did Underdog after that, and I did Space Ghost after that. And then I said, I can't. It's just too much. I was spending more time, you know, on the phone playing businessman instead of sculpting. And I, I said, nah, I'm not. I don't want yeah. to be Randy. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry. I just. No, that's good. So I think, but I think that's a cool quality. Uh, not a cool quality. A, to know when you're not, something's not for you. 
Because there's so many people I think that will go, I'm going to keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And then it just, you get discouraged and it crashes. Um, that, that's honorable. Well, I took a shot. What yeah. the hell, you know? Uh, did you want to try and do a live demo here for us at all? Um, okay, I could, I could okay. load something up. All right. Tony's going to share with us uh, just a quick, just little intro to ZBrush. I, we're not expecting anything huge from here, but just for anyone, because we, you know, there's a lot of us modelers, not me, but the older generation may have never even seen what we're talking about or how this program works or anything. So just a quick, just introduction to say what you can do or just, just show us something real fast for someone who has never seen ZBrush before. Um, okay, well, this is a piece I'm, I'm working on. I, I don't think the guy will mind, the client will mind, because he's already, we've already sh shown like previews of it. This is a Frazetta piece that I'm doing for Quarantine Studios. Okay, that's um, great, because we'll link to them too. So you're doing this for Quarantine? Yeah, Paul, okay. Paul Connor at Quarantine. Uh, this is a Frazetta statue. The base is just kind of roughed out. The base is not, has no detail yet, but um, I just wanted to show like what a great software this is. You could bring in, let me see if I could turn on my reference. Yeah, it kind of blew up. But anyway, you could see I brought in the, the actual painting and you could put that like right behind the model. It's sort of at the wrong angle. There we go. There we go. So you could put, you could put your reference like right, right in there next to the model or behind the model. And let me see if I could isolate the cat and I could slide the reference right behind the model if I wanted to and blow it up and, you know, just like move. Like if, if this was off a little bit, if, if. And you can do it in parts too. Like I, cause you have the head separate from the body and then you kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I normally work. Here's another one. This is another one for um, quarantine another Frazetta piece. Oh yeah. Okay. But you can see like, there's the head. Can you see, can you see that? Is that yeah, popping mm -hmm. up? Yep. There's the hand. And each piece is sculpted separately. Like I can isolate each piece and there's, there's the torso. That's just the seam in the torso. And you break it down like that. And this started out as, as just a sphere. Just like geometric shapes. Okay. Um, what I liked is how you could put the reference behind it and then kind of make it... Um, yeah, that's a cool... Uh, that's transparent, really cool. so you can kind of see through it. And, yeah. Uh, so this is a this is a Harry housing thing I'm just working on for myself, and this I haven't broken symmetry yet. That's another beautiful thing about digital is you see the cursor, you see the red cursor on the right arm, and you see uh -huh. the little one on the left arm. Like whatever I do to one side is going to mirror on on the other side. So uh, the little the little warts are not part of the arm, so they're not moving. I would have to merge that down. But that's, that's a really nice feature to get. If I'm just sculpting all this little scales and shit like that on the, the right arm, the machine is doing it on the left arm. So that's a, that's a really nice feature. And then at the end, I can go and break the symmetry and pose this arm differently from this arm. Um, but it just saves so much time. And you can't, be, obviously, you can't yeah. do that. Traditional. 
but but it keeps your proportions all the same too your legs are the same length your arms are the same length right right yeah yeah that's that's huge and like these little spines on his back um i would have to traditionally i would have to make those one at a time but i just made one and just there's a duplicate button right here duplicate and just slide it down you know and and i'm done in like I did the whole spine in, in seconds, whereas with wax, I would have to make one, then drip some more, make another. I have to make each one of these little bumps, you know, one yeah. at a time. So there's a lot of uh, benefits to working digitally. And I, I'm just, I'm sold. Uh, it, it is, it is kind of more fun to work in clay, but for production purposes, I think, I think digital is the way to go. This still though, this, this, this still, there's gotta be cool stuff. Like I see the texture you have and okay. Even on this one, the texture you have in her dress. Okay. And that's just a brush, right? That's nothing you're like, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's just a texture brush that you put in there and, and, you know. Uh, let me show you, let me show you that it's and it. And it all comes with the software. I mean, you can download any texture you want these days and you can get it for for free but let me just append i just appended a, a sphere that's what basically all of these parts started with a sphere what are those those are her buttons those are the stitches on her dress oh wow okay there's her there's her dress and this is this all started with a sphere all of these little parts pretty much started with a sphere. There are her legs and her shoes. That's the baby. That, that started with a cube. Two spheres. Uh, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that's her neck, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And you can see that, like the head, you can isolate them. That, that's a sphere. Hasn't changed too much. The eyes are spheres that I just flattened out. That that was a cylinder, the teeth. And, so you and get the idea. You get about the idea. five episodes in, and you've done a lot of this already, just in five episodes, um, as far as showing the spears and, and how you copy and all that, you know, um, in the class. You know, I, I just want to mention that, yeah, you're not at the finished product yet, like this is, but I've watched five episodes, and as you're doing this, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what he's talking about, because I watched the... Uh, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I, I... You watch a lot of tutorials. This was one of my problems, learning. A lot of these tutorials, the guys are, they're great, great, great uh, artists, but they're really not such great teachers. And they, they either go too fast or they just assume you know stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? What does that mean, Dynamesh? I don't know what that means. And then I got to go hunt down and find the button. There's the Dynamesh button. What does it do? And so I try to go, I try to go slowly and, and deliberately and kind of explain where everything is. Now, I set up this interface. All these buttons are not default all these materials and brushes are not there by default i dragged them over here here's your brush menu 
So you can imagine how intimidating this was at first to see like, uh, you know, a hundred brushes here. God, I just saw bricks. You got broken yeah. bricks. You got bricks yeah. clean. Hey, hands, Mickey's yeah. hands. You got any kind of Mickey Mouse hand. There's, there it is. It just appeared there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's, there's bricks, there's body parts. There's, I'll never sculpt an ear again. Why would I sculpt an ear? Why would I spend like an, an hour sculpting an ear when I could just bring one in and slap it on? So did you make that original ear and you save it or does that come with the program? Yeah, yeah, you could, you, I made, I made uh, like a blank figure okay, or a gotcha. buck, uh, but you can get them. I mean, you could, they come with the, the software. It comes with a lot of stuff. Comes with this guy, comes with this girl comes with a soldier, uh, an anime style, comes with a dog. Um, it's, it's really an amazing, amazing software. Excellent. But all of these brushes, I use maybe only like this handful of them and not even. I, I yeah. stick with pretty much one brush. But let me just, let me just show you quickly. <clears throat> um, that Mickey Mouse hand was a sphere. There we go. So you could see the mesh. This is what they talk about when they talk about the mesh. It's like a cage, right? You could see if you turn that mesh off, you could kind of see how faceted that is. You see, you see that? Mm-hmm. That means you have a very low resolution. You only have 8,000, 8,066 little polygons or, or maybe it's vertices. I don't know. But if you jack that up, if you divide this a couple of times, now I'm at 520. Now I'm at 2 million. That's how you can get your detail. Once, you, once your model is very high resolution, that's how you start to get your detail. So I'm just going to grab like this texture. Let me grab a texture. I'm going to use a freehand stroke. And I'm going to use this. Let's try this texture. And it's, it's that, like, if you're doing, like, a reptile or something or a monster, I may even use that alpha for the, the emir that I just showed you. I think this was her dress on a large scale. You see that little pebbly texture in her dress? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it was that, that thing. And control Z, you can go backwards and erase any mistakes you make. It's 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 fantastic. You got leather textures, you got the fur texture. This was that cat that I just showed you, that Frazetta cat. Mm-hmm. You could draw it on, or you can kind of drag it out. You could play with the intensity. Now, can you show the smooth real quick? So, like, if you, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, if, if you hold down Shift. You could just smooth everything out. <laughs> and it's gone. So nice. I didn't even mean to interrupt, but I just thought that was so cool. That, that No, that's 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 fine. That's I, I'm just that's what I'm showing you, these little alphas and stuff. And here's the pore brush. Where's that pore brush? Fingerprints. I don't know if you could see that. I might have to jack up the intensity. No, not really working. Um, stitches, there's like rope. Oops. 
you know, and you could just drag out a rope and, and it's, it's amazing. Wow. Oh, that, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's a, like uh, that's a time saver. Right. It's like cheating. Can you imagine trying to sculpt that with clay? Right. Exactly. There's uh stitches. I know I see chain. I, I saw I just saw chain and. Uh... Now, a lot of these don't come with the software. A lot of these, you get them online and there's tons of people out there just for free. They're just free. Chain brush. Here it is. I think that's it. Yeah, that's the one I saw. So that's, what do I know? But I'm only five classes in. <laughs> I'm a D at best. But now I'm looking. You have different chains then up there on the on the upper left. Spike chain and and yeah, there's that one. Nice. That's a good chain. Thick <laughs> um, chain and this is the good. This is the good Frankenstein one. In fact, I used this chain for King Kong for the the cuff on his. Ah, okay. And I printed it out. I just, I did a couple of links and I printed them. And that's going to be part of that King Kong model. But you could see, you could see how, how cool it is and how deep the software is. Uh, and then you can bury that rope. Like if you wanted to bury that rope into that spear, you can like halfway or whatever. If yeah, you want, yeah. Correct. You okay. can isolate it. You can isolate it. And let's see split hidden see i've been watching tony i'm not bullshitting i've been watching so you can you know I, your stuff man well I've, I've been watching i don't know my stuff but i i've been watching so i know you can do some stuff so yeah you could you could bury that in there you could it's it's just a great software i can't i can't and i don't work for them believe me i, I i'm not i'm not trying to pimp zbrush it but it's great it's just awesome um well, thanks, man. Thanks for sharing. That's, so, I think that's something that re people, uh, just to get the, the concept in their head of what it actually does. Yeah. Yeah. You want, you want me to just show you one more little sure, thing? Yeah, for sure. Sure. Find it. I, just want to I don't care. Jason's got to edit it all. I don't. <laughs> I give a shit. You can see how many iterations, too. I mean, mm -hmm. I have like 200 versions of this. So that's because if the software crashes, you know, I don't want to lose hours and hours of work. So I save like every, every five minutes I save. Let me see if I cut this up yet. Let's see if I could isolate. See, I cut, I cut this up for Todd. So it would be easy for him to print, but I don't, yeah, I did. I put the keys in already. So that that's thing looks just, cool as hell. <laughs> are you familiar with the, the Neil Adams box art? I, I, might yeah, have I really like that reference. No, I didn't know it was Neil Adams till a while back um because i thought kirby did the um captain america yeah that was kirby and then i ditko maybe did the spider-man i'm not sure unless it was Ramita or somebody else um yeah i think wait, you're right. i think oh shoot i forgot who did that now but but this was based on it was kirby's design of hulk but it was it was neil adams did it right but anyway you could see the key this, this key was just a, a cube and I tapered it, and then you cut the arm off, and you could punch it. You put the arm back next to the body, and you punch it out, and it leaves the impression of that key in the in the body. Oh, so oh, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. I thought there you, was. I thought it would be. I thought it was a different process. That's good to know. You, it's called boolean, live boolean. 
and it you could see the you could see the keys and that's the male is it key hard to cut the arm off initially like how does that work no it, it actually is not you you take you just mask it off if i wanted to cut this leg off you just hold down control i'm on a mac and you mask it off like that or you could do it freehand let's see if i wanted to make the cut you know kind of like wavy or something or follow a seam okay I could do, I could do it by hand like that or something. And then I just isolate that, that color and I go like that. Oh, and all okay. I got to do yeah. is split it. I split it and I hit close holes and it will close the machine will close the hole. And then I got a separate part. Um, wow. So that's it. I think this is pretty much what he went with. I don't think we cut it up any more than this. But that's, that's the other nice thing is I sent him these print files. I sent them, right? You can see how they're named, right arm, left arm, pants, left leg, right leg. And he's, he's going to print, he might print the smoke in, in clear, I think. I, I forget what he said he was going to do. I gave him a couple of different options for the nameplates either Hulk or the Aurora. Um, but that, that's, that's a nice thing. Once he's got these STL files, he, I could, he could print it at one sixth. He could print it at one quarter. He could print it at like, you know, a miniature, like a little tiny two inch figure, um, which I think he's going to do. I think he's giving people the option of what size they want to mm -hmm. buy the kit at. So let me ask you this. And, and, and gosh, I know we're probably running long, but um, so when you did those logos, did you import the logo as just a two-dimensional and then there's a way to... Uh... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will show you quickly if you want to see it real quick. Sure. Sure. Um, I don't a... care. I'm not editing it. Go ahead. There's... Can you see the ZBrush screen again? Yep. Um, there's a feature. It's a plug-in. Let's see. I got the spinning wheel here. Oh, it's auto saving. See, ZBrush will save your work for you every 20 minutes. I haven't said for 20 minutes because I've learned the hard way. I've lost like <laughs> a lot of work. I, I've done editing. I make sure I same thing. I'm like, oh God. So they had this plugin. It comes with the software and it's called, I actually went to uh, the internet and I went to Google images and I took a picture of the box art, the Aurora. I actually Googled Aurora logo. And I brought it in as a Photoshop document, I think. And you could create 3D from type. It's amazing. Or if you want to do your own, ZBrush has a plug-in here called 3D, Text 3D. Um, you could pick your font. Mark Kalen is uh, <laughs> not too happy. Killing us right now, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, Yeah, he's not going to be happy about this. <laughs> What does he still do? The rubber stamp thing? Yeah. Oh no, he oh, no, does he has uh, a photo etching kind of thing. Like a yeah, he's got a machine. Yeah. Um, it, it's pretty cool. It's like soy based, like plastic. Like it's it's a long process, but it looks really cool. But again, if you don't have a three D printer, this doesn't do you any good. So you know. But if you have a three D printer, garage kits suck. Yeah, no, he's not angry or nothing. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> I'm only kidding. I love. No, leave it. it. That's perfect. 
Let's make that nameplate. <laughs> so anyway, you can see how quick I just typed it. I hit a button and boom, it's like 3D. It's a 3D. And wow. I, could slap, I could slap that on a kit. And if I had... If or you I could had, put it on like a flat slab, right? So if you had a square... Yeah, 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 wanted, yeah. Okay. I could put it on a flat slab and make like a nameplate. Or if it was like a rounded object, there's something called a matchmaker brush. And you just run it over this and it will bend the letters to match what's behind it. It's amazing. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm going to put this on a t-shirt and wear it to Wonderfest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and then a, walk out of there all I angry want, going, I don't know why I didn't sell anything. <laughs> you know, I had good stuff. I want that shirt actually. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, uh, thanks for joining us today, Tony. Is there w contact info? Where can we see your work? Where do you contact you to get work, hire you? Plug everything you want to plug. Um, okay. Well, the classes, if you guys want to take uh, the ZBrush class or the sculpture class, uh, I forget how many hours. I think it's over 10, 12 hours of, of content. It's at creatureartteacher.com. And you could just, in the search bar, you could just put sculpting or, or my name. And we'll and, link and, to it below if people want to jump in. So Okay. And they're, it's ridiculously cheap at, at this moment. I think they're having a sale. It was like $30 for both classes. And they're normally like 50 bucks each, I think. But it's like hours and hours of content. And I think you can get a ZBrush trial for free for like 30 days. I'm not sure. Yeah, there is a 30 day I don't think trial. you got to buy the whole software yet if you just wanted to try it out. Yeah. Um, My plan is to watch them all and then maybe do that. You know, but that way, and even though I might not... You know, and, and like I told you yesterday, uh, Z remesh, you know, I mean, it, it's, yeah, say it one more fucking time, say Z remesh one more time, but it's repetitive. <laughs> and, and the thing about repetitive is it'll stick with you, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, that's what I like about it. And yeah, uh, that's a good plan. That's what I'm even watching you going, okay, isn't it time to Z remesh now? <laughs> you know, like, and, and stuff like that, or, you know, or, or your topography is messed up, Tony. You got to fix that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, and this is after five episodes. And trust me, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I'm I don't wondering. either. I don't either. That's why I was, I'm surprised. You know, I'm just wondering if people, if I'm telling people the wrong thing, because I taught myself how to use stupid software. Yeah. Basically, I, I don't know if I'm telling, I'm sure it's advanced. There, there are functions and the new versions of ZBrush that I don't use. Because I'm scared. I don't. I'm like, what the hell is that button? And everybody's like raving about this new button. And I'm like, ah, I'm not going to use that. I'm, I don't like change. I just don't. So I'm probably telling people the wrong stuff. But whatever gets the job done, right? Whatever. Well, and the thing is, you know, someone once told me you can learn something from everybody. So they can, and for ten bucks, Jesus, like you yeah, say, yeah, all this yeah. time, and it's so you watch this. And then if you want to go watch a hundred YouTube videos, whatever, you take something that works from you, what Tony did, you take something that works from you, right. whatever else right. did, and you put it together and make your own thing, you know, yeah. but, um, how no, do people get really, a hold? I'm I think sorry. it's easy to follow. So it's, I like it. How do people okay. get a hold of you, Tony? Um, well, if you want I've them got, to get a hold of you. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm taking on any commissions right now any private commissions um okay i'm doing the toy work is is keeping me really busy so and the toy the bigger companies like you know NECA and walmart they pay well 
So I don't think I'm going to be taking on too many things. I, uh, I do have the only, the only web presence I have is, is Facebook. Okay. Uh, it's Tony Cipriano sculpture is the, the business page. That's where all the sculpture stuff is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I, my website is, is down right now. Uh, so yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I, I hey, know how you feel. Wait, I know exactly unless you want to buy one of the sculptures that's up there already. Right. No, so, I'll be back. I will be back. I'm going to, I was, I was talking to Scott about Wonderfest. I, and, and I heard Terry and Dave say that you think attendance is not going to be so hot this year or what's going on. Are people, are the dealer cables sold not sold out yet or what's going I, they on they didn't look sold out when i checked a couple well when this because i do a month ago I get back <laughs> they in. didn't look sold out um and people are talking i mean i think it's it's 50 50 every time everyone i talk to some people will be there some people won't be there so it's going to be a dice roll i think okay on this, on this one hey you show up i'll buy him i'll buy you mark's feed store we'll go get barbecue oh yeah that was pretty good that place if i remember right <laughs> feedback how much you do in louisville these days no no but um no i'm hoping to see some of these cartoon characters you know get you to printing and uh yeah i'm gonna start small i'm gonna start with that because they're they're smaller pieces and they're easy to print and they're you know not too crazy detail so i think i'm gonna start with those and see how it goes um if i could get a couple of them printing at night and you know wake up in the morning and put them in a flat rate box and send them out i could i think i could handle that if i don't have to pour resin i'm i'm back in business yeah Mm -hmm. we'll see but the king kong is another story and and those monster bus the half scale monster bus i'm gonna have to make really lightweight molds and See how that goes. If you don't do that, Kong Scott is going to be. I'm just. You know, I will hear about it the rest of my life. I don't. I don't want to. So. And I like my own Kong, but yeah. that one. That's is a just, good companion. Like, okay, me out it's of a good this companion whole, piece. Yeah. It is a perfect yeah. companion piece to your Kong. So it's. Yeah, I think that thing needs to be made at some point. Thank you so much for joining us, and it, I honestly, truly, again, I've said this a few episodes now. An honor to have you on, and. Thank you. Thank you for letting our, us two idiots. You got to raise your standards, man. <laughs> you got to raise your bar. Oh, no. Well, we're trying to get Trust Rotundi you. on, but. Oh, you know. that would be funny. Oh, um, God. He's but, a great guy. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. And good luck with everything. Okay. And we'll be talking to yeah. you. So, Scott, Tony, thoughts? Um, that, Tony was all. I, I had done a walkthrough with Tony with the Zoom <laughs> thing, like. The day before, was it? Yeah, it was the day before. And so I talked to him like an hour and a half that day. And um, I think he's lonely. Because he, well, like, he talked to you and he talked to us. Either that or I'm lonely and he yeah. humored me. I don't know. But um, <laughs> no, Tony, Tony's a, a great guy. And, um, you know, I have a few model kits he sculpted. I also have statues and... Um, I think he talks about the mad monster party toys in the interview. Yeah. And I have those. So I do have things he's done, but a lot of things he's done. I've, have just, I've seen as unfinished things and um, like the King Kong and it's like, you better finish that thing. But um, <laughs> Tony's a good guy. Um, and pressure him. 
pressure him. Tell him you want his stuff. Because yes. as you as you saw in that slideshow at the beginning, there's a ton of cool stuff, especially if you're a fan of the cartoons that I am. And so. and I, I think Tony's a little hesitant because he doesn't know what to charge, what to how to get it out there, and, and what the interest is in things. So if you are interested in anything you saw, drop him a line on it on his mm-hmm. Facebook page. And yep. and please support him. He's a really, really cool dude. And thank you, Tony, for coming on. I and really, for three really days it. after the interview, he kept posting new pictures. And I'm like, you're killing me. <laughs> and he's like blaming me. He goes, what's your fault? So um, I, I think we lit a fire under him. And uh, yeah, I think so, too. We'll get him going. But, uh, you know, keep uh, stoking that fire. We want to keep stoking that fire. Yeah. I want to see more Tony stuff out there. Uh, a because he's a good guy and B because he's really good at what he does. So thank you again. Uh, emails and corrections. What was that correction again? We had a price wrong. The Superman, um, the George Reeves Superman. That Charlie Robson, he had said it is 200, not 225. And you think I would know that being on the list and all, but you know, (laughs) Uh, all right. Whatever. The money just goes out. It's like, there you go. <laughs> I wish it was like that for me. Uh, first email, Kendall Conniff. So we talked about him earlier with the bride thing. He also is sending us uh, a couple things to give away, like I said. And one of them, he went ahead and made magnets of the show to give away uh, for prizes or to put in with other boxes. And so those are on the way. And thank you, Kendall. Like I, I, um, We really do appreciate it. I can't wait to stick one of those on my refrigerator and we will give some of those away as well. I'll keep one for myself for sure. Um, but that was very cool. Very cool. He also sent along this picture of him wearing the shirt from monster Jones. Wow. Oh, you actually sent it. I did. <laughs> you guys, seriously, Scott's a, he's at the nice today. <laughs> What's going on? Yep, the sarcasm will work good today. I, I'm taking applications for Scott's replacement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'll go play for Denver. Uh-huh. Me and Aaron uh-huh. Rodgers. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but thank you, Kendall. And he's got more stuff coming, so we'll have that next episode. So oh, what's with the Aurora box arts? That's, he made those into magnets huh. to give away. So that's pretty cool. Cool. When were you going to tell me about that? I guess now. Now okay. this was it was a surprise. Well, that's awesome. Thanks, Kendall. Appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's ten o'clock. He's got his glasses on his forehead and he's face palming. With his what Terry call it spinach Dr. Seuss spinach beard or whatever. I don't know. All right, we have an email from Phil Kupka. Uh, guys, Scotty, can you tell the viewers the name and contact info of the place you had your silver surfer bust chromed at? Yes, it's creations and chrome with just an N creations and chrome. And I think I posted the website in the comments of the, um, of that episode of that episode, but we'll post them here too. The, but it cost me $75 to get the bust chrome. Uh, Jason. Sorry. It's pretty cool. Uh, Jason, you have too much disposable income cup noodle kit. Yes. Why not? Everybody had to get that. Uh, still not used to Terry without his facial hair. Did he and David decide to trade? I think so. Actually, 
Uh, I think we discussed that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah I think we did. Maybe off camera, but yeah, we did I think it was off camera. Uh, that did look like they traded. Uh, he wanted to say thank you, Terry and David, for the years of AFM. What a great hobby magazine that you've given us uh, for such an inexpensive cover price. Topics I would like to see. Revive Vehicular Modeler. And they talked about that, too, a little bit. I think that they're going to be mixing some of that stuff in. A kit bash issue. Uh, there are styrene figure modelers out there. So how about a styrene figures issue? There are new styrene figure modeler models produced from time to time. And maybe you could introduce modelers to oldies, but goodies, weirdos, finks, monster rods, etc., enabling modders, modelers to experience another version of figure modeling, helping keep the hobby alive and growing and giving those modelers more opportunities to add their add to their stashes of kits. I think all of that is very viable and they're looking at every single bit of that. Um, a couple items discussed briefly were limited run kits and Kickstarters. I'm not a fan of either. Uh, my workbench, see photos sent from my phone, my workbench photo. Since we are building a new house and will be moving sometime midsummer, most of my kits are packed for the move. I have kept out a few Fink kits to work on to keep my sanity during the packing, moving, etc. process. Uh, finally, though, this episode was another long one, and so is this one. Uh, I think adding to the viewers gallery at the end is a good idea. It should help increase and keep subscribers. We love the viewers gallery. However, viewers, send us your stuff. Yeah, we don't have a lot. Okay. Yeah. Send us your stuff and we will put it on here. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Doesn't have to be, you know, again, could be a Scott Johansson paint job. It could be a Jason Walker paint job. By the way, the beard's looking good. You should post that picture that uh, Paul sent us of you. Yeah, oh yeah, Paul Gill sent me a picture, and, and it's it's Ragnar, it's Ragnar from Vikings action figure thing. It looks like me. Um, it's funny. Did look like you a lot. I don't have a tattooed head though. I couldn't do that. I would cry. I would totally cry. Of course you would. We have an email from Robert Truck. Latest episode and Chicago memories. Uh, hey, great episode. When Jason asked the question about which issue stood out the most to Terry and David, I automatically knew that mine was a diorama issue. And damn, if David, David didn't point that one out too. The reason it's my favorite is probably because, as David also said, I like to build dioramas. Well, duh. Seriously, there <laughs> are... <laughs> Seriously, though... There are several issues that stand out a little more than others for me. The Universal Monsters issue was great. I like the Silent Horrors one as well, as well as all the Writer's Choice issue. Of course, the two Godzilla issues are high on my personal radar as well. I was fortunate enough to finally get in the magazine for the next-to-last printed issue from last year, which was the Godzilla Kaiju issue. Guess I am part of, part of a collectible now. That you are, which is always weird to kind of think about. Um... I always want to throw in mentions of Chicago area spots from my monster loving youth. I used to get my Aurora monster kits back in the 1970s up in Deerfield at a long gone smallish store called toy castle. They had a couple of those Aurora pro buildups in a case that fried my young brain because I had no idea how to do that. They look so cool. Also the twin drive-in and wheeling where I was, where I saw so many monster and sci-fi films as a young one. Too many to mention here. Of course, there was Creature Features and the original Screaming Yellow Theater with Jerry G. Bishop. I remember when Creature Features premiered and I finally got to see those classic monsters my dad would tell me about. 
and Jerry is Svengoolie. One half bizarre and the other hilarious. You guys also mentioned family classics, and I, of course, caught some great stuff on there, too. I remember Torbor and When Worlds Collide, among others. For my comic book side, which was and still is a pretty big side, there was my mentor Joe Sarno and his original store on Lawrence Avenue, The Nostalgia Shop. It is a special treat for me at 17 years old to be able to work the first Chicago con that Joe put on in downtown Chicago in 1977. I was three. At the Pitt Congress Hotel, I bet. Okay. I got yep. to hang out with Stan Lee and meet some good, some comic gods that weekend. I'll remember some more places once I put my mind to it, I guess. Keep up the good stuff. I, I love hearing Chicago stories. It's one of those things. Like, yeah, I, first of all, Troc don't build dioramas. He builds movie sets. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, I know. He builds some crazy stuff. And again, we're going to have him on. He's another guest we've been, uh, he's on our list and it's coming soon. He's going to do push-ups while he's on. Yes. Uh, you know what? Yes. I think he has to. I'm going to match him one for one. <laughs> but it's, to be at like the first Chicago comic convention, that's pretty cool. That's a, that's very cool. My last email that I have is from Roy Kirchhoff. Hey, Jason and Scott, here are some pics of my kits. Use them if you want. Another great show and interview. Hearing about the inside workings of AFM was fascinating. Keep it up. So we're going to put his kits here at the user gallery here at the end. And I think we're done, Scott. We're done. Don't forget to give away. Modelclubtv at gmail.com. With terror Subject in the line terror. Yep. And um, also Tony Cipriano's um, art class. We'll put the link up for that as well. Okay, and don't forget, um, Tony Cipriano's uh, Sculpting in ZBrush with Tony Cipriano, and that's available at CreatureArtTeacher.com. And um, I think he also has a uh, traditional clay sculpting series there as well. I think that one's $20. Um, that video, I think you can get the two for the two for $30 has to be worth it. I mean, the $10 I spent on the ZBrush thing that i don't even own zbrush or any 3d rendering program um makes me want to buy it zbrush ought to pay them because it makes me want to buy their 800 yeah, program i know so me too it, and that's yeah yeah it's it's really cool so check that out for sure um and again thanks to uh paul and william paquette for sending us this giveaway and thanks to terry and dave again for last episode and the amount of views we got um and thank you to Pestilence Labs for the Pestilence Labs, Mark Worthling, who we only said his name once. I only said it like 10 times. And he's got a button. You better not complain. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a button. I'm going to get a button for everybody. Next episode, they're going to be a button for everyone. Great. Our normal, usual people. So speaking of next episode, we don't know what we're doing for next episode yet. It's We're going to be working on that. And then I haven't talked to Scott about this, which I like to surprise him. <laughs> Here. Sure he does. Such a dick. Go ahead. Man. Such a dick. Um, Wonderfest is kind of around when we be recording next. So episode 24 might be a live episode at Wonderfest or recorded at Wonderfest. Something like that. Or Wonderfest. Yeah. Or when Scott left. Model Club. 
at Wonderfest. You know, I, I, whatever. Who knows? You know. The fuck did I do today? What did I do? <laughs> I, know, I didn't get a magnet. I, you know. Yeah, I didn't get a magnet yet either. Oh, there's no reason to scream at the people. Okay. Oh All right, everybody. Have a great afternoon, an evening, a day, whenever you watch this. We'll see you next time on Model Club TV. Maybe Scott won't be as grumpy next time. I'm not grumpy. I'm a happy person. <laughs>